Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And you can chime in there, be a part of today's program. Just watch us on Facebook Live or subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Got a lot of great videos up there for you to enjoy. Coming up on today's show, we will talk some playoff hockey for the first time as the Hurricanes winners last night in Game 1 of their series against the Boston Bruins and uh, took it to Boston 5-1 to one the final. We'll talk to former Pirate Radio intern and our resident Kaniac Brooks Hill about that. He'll talk about the remainder of that series and what else is going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we'll do that coming up in hour number one at 4 o'clock. Pitt Community College getting ready for their uh, postseason, their conference tournament. We'll talk to Shea Ward, one of their players uh, at 4 o'clock. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios to talk about PCC getting ready for postseason play, see if they can get back to the Junior College World Series this year as uh, Shea Ward will join us in studio. Billy Weaver joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. Like Shea, who is named after Shea Stadium, a Mets fan. So we'll have a couple of Mets fans on the show today. We'll talk to Weave uh, about Chase Elliott winning yesterday in Dover. Also uh, about uh, Pirate Baseball. We'll get into uh, some NFL draft as well. And at 5 o'clock, Bryce Williams will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce. When we last left Bryce, he was still trying to get that elusive turkey. Did he get it? since last week we'll have that answer for you coming up at five o'clock shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt's here cj schaefer's here and ellerby is to my left hello jonathan what's up clipper how are you doing great how about yourself how did the uh dang meter go last week did they go over or under it went well under because what? bryce did a great job there was only a couple that tripped him up we had him guess the audio from a former teammate or coach from 2014 2015 and he and part of it was while he was thinking about it he kind of sat in silence so uh not a lot of dangs from bryce i wonder how many silent dangs went in his brain oh uh, they, they were firing off it's just sure. dang 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 he <laughs> <laughs> was just so many were going off in his head that he couldn't say it out loud uh he did a good job with that we'll have, we'll have to bring that back next week today we will uh get bryce's memories from post-draft and what it was like to try to make an nfl team and, and that uncertainty jaquan mcmillan dj ford kind of going through that right now it looks like tyler sneed still looking for a landing mm-hmm. spot in professional football so we'll talk some football with bryce we'll uh we'll also ask him this uh well, our our Twitter audience did a great job coming up with questions for our baseball guys yesterday. Oh, nice. So we'll throw some of these at Bryce as well coming up at 5 o'clock. I just think I came up with a good idea. I think every time you have one of Bryce's teammates on, 
you should play a cut of Bryce and see if they can name that player. All right. Just not when Bryce is here, but in case right. you ever had like and just see like I think you would get a hundred percent that everybody would know who Bryce Williams. Is. He has a very recognizable voice. Yeah, I don't think they. I, I mean, I, I would be curious if anybody got Bryce Williams mixed up with another teammate, and if that would be the case, then we'd have to have that person on. Bryce probably sounds the most like former ECU offensive line coach Brandon Jones. Mm, Remember yeah. Well. Yeah, average family. Uh, we actually did play his cut last week, and Bryce was able to nail yeah, that. Good deal. Uh, let's check uh, check out the Facebook live feed. You can chime in there and uh, join the show. And Susan Dean says hashtag Fire Matt Rule. She says that She's every trying day. to get rid of Matt Rule. Huh? Yeah. Have you ever? Uh, and you're not a big fan of teams. No, do I don't have any NFL teams. Yeah, so you don't have the energy to really want to get fired. Ever. Not in the NFL, not at all. Now, uh, and I don't really, I don't really have. It, it takes a lot for me to want to get someone sports fired right, right now, especially. But uh, I mean, I'm pretty partial to the Braves. I still kind of follow them, and I, I like the Orioles. But you can't really fire anybody at the Orioles no. just because they're just not. You know, it is what it is. So, but uh, no, but not definitely. I'm I'm not angry like you. I mean, you're trying to fire Dan Snyder. She's trying to fire. It's hard to fire an owner. No, it's possible. It is. Uh, We just need stuff to keep flowing out. You got to work on those secret tapes. Uh, Steve Hill says, what's up, Clip Carey? Well, the Braves are about to get things underway. Game one of a doubleheader against the Mets. Really? Is this a rain out? Uh, No, this is because the season got pushed back. Uh, There are some scheduled doubleheaders this year in baseball, so they can try to, I think they're going to still end up like less than a week over what they normally go. But they got some. Uh, that is so old school. Some doubleheaders. To, 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 back in the day, the doubleheaders on TBS. And they are nine inning doubleheaders, Ellerby. Yeah. No seven inning doubleheaders. There's nothing more fun than day baseball. I, I love day baseball. <laughs> I can think of a few things more fun, but I know what you're saying. I mean, like, uh, like, uh, like, you know, like you play a little hooky from work. And like you day, go... day basketball, day football would be more fun. Really? <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Where are you going day? It's more fun of a sport. So if there's like a, a, a Wednesday afternoon, you'd rather go to an NBA or NFL game than a Major League Baseball game. I like baseball. I like basketball and football more than baseball. So yeah, I know what you're saying. It's there's there's a nostalgia factor with it because I mean the other two usually just don't. I mean the other two don't happen during the week, yeah. like a day baseball. That's what maybe a week a weekday baseball game. Yeah, is is more of a natural occurrence. I'm not complaining. I like to have something to check out while we're here on the show. So we'll be watching that Braves beat the Mets last night. Mets still have a five game lead in the NL East uh, over Atlanta after their fantastic April. Uh, Steve says, hashtag jelly bean season. Jelly bean season. I think yeah, jelly bean season is over. It, the countdown is on till next year. <laughs> you excited? <laughs> Could you find any, uh, it's Mother's Day season, right? It is Mother's Day season. And that's a very, you know, very important Sunday coming up. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't treat your mother right. great every day of the year, but uh, definitely this Sunday, be sure that your mom doesn't cook doesn't wait on you hand and foot or do anything or uh if your mom lives out of town you pick up the phone make a phone call uh let's make mom feel great this sunday great idea great idea are you in, are, have you have you already planned out your day to not quite for for mama brock nah i still got to figure out uh what to get her she uh so i got a text from her sunday and she was asking so i got them a roku so my dad could watch uh, ESPN Plus, okay. watch the Pirates, watch That's important. sports. Yeah. 
and i'm trying to like tell them all the other things you can do and some of it's free some of it is pay right but uh my mom like her favorite movie is the godfather my mom likes mafia related really? stuff is she uh, like uh related <laughs> to like john Gotti or something no, she's or? from she's eastern north carolina oh, okay so not... just want to be sure um and i guess paramount plus has a show called the offer which is about the making of the godfather ah. um and she wanted to know how she could watch that so i went over there sunday after the baseball game you can watch one episode for free so i showed her how to do that but um that gave me maybe i should get her paramount plus for mother's that is a great idea so she could watch the entire series and not have to worry about it i think that is a fantastic idea so maybe that'll be my go-to i I think that that is a gift uh i I started many many years ago and i gave my mom people magazine oh man and it's it's something she kind of really enjoys and i I just i couldn't really but it's it's one of those things she gets it weekly and uh, i don't know how many people really read magazines anymore although if you get a people magazine if you've ever seen one it's mostly pictures so you don't have there's not a lot of reading but she has really enjoyed that over the years and every time i see her like you know after dinner or whatever she'll sit on the couch and be checking out her people magazine (laughs) so it's like it's like you feel good like when your mom you get her paramount plus and she's like clip have you seen the last episode of this? You'll be like, wow, my money is really stretching a long way. It's, That's right. You, you're giving her a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, which reminds me, a couple of Christmases ago, I got her... Remember when those... Uh, I don't know. Do you still... Like the Echo Dot or whatever? Yeah. Like Alexa. Uh, the Alexa little speakers. Yeah. Uh, but I got her a subscription so she could listen to music, like whatever she wanted mm-hmm. to through that. And uh, so that is the gift that keeps on giving. You, you are subscription son <laughs> i'm gonna get her uh jelly of the month club <laughs> yeah coming up this uh this year what kind of subscriptions are you needing I mean, but, but then you can always renew them the next year so that's what i mean it's kind of the one thing i kind of do the people might it's kind of a cop out but i mean it's also something she's been enjoying the last year so you just go ahead and renew the subscription or if she you know with the paramount plus there may be something newer and hotter next year that you want to get her the next new app subscription troy, troy d says they still print people magazine I mean, <laughs> any comment? Uh, I mean, like, how is he just like, I mean, like, of course they still print magazines. I mean, like, because he doesn't read right. the magazine. world. It's if it's not, world. yeah. I, mean, I will say I've not read a magazine in a long time. Nor see, I used to love uh, Sports Illustrated. Yes. East Bay Magazine was my favorite because I would look at all the hats. and I used to get Sports Illustrated, Sporting News. Yeah. Um, what's another one? There was another sports magazine I used to get. Uh, but I used to get that, and I used to love those, and I would read, you know. But, like, I mean, really, the Internet ruined magazines because there's, there's, you could obviously read them online, and then there was nothing really. Oh, sure. One of my favorite parts of the summer along with doing fun stuff was when i'd go to the grocery store with my mom and look at the magazines and see they came out with that first football magazine like street and smith right or whatever that was uh that was a moment that said you know football's coming and phil still magazine still that, still that's relevant the today. only one you're yeah. right that's phil, it phil still magazine great uh did you ever this might have been before your time did you ever get the mad magazines as a kid i remember alfred, e. alfred yeah I, I enjoyed those for a while when I was in my younger youth days. But uh, yeah, I was really young then. And I, I mean, I really, I mean, I wasn't really that big of a reader as a kid, but I did read the box boards, scores, and the in the sports section of the News Observer pretty much, pretty religiously in the mornings before schools because I I was big in the standings and just trying to figure out the, the stats and stuff. So 
that was probably uh, some of the best reading I did as a youth. Steve Fuller, our buddy Halftime Steve, checking in, Chandler. We talked to Steve at halftime during ECU basketball games about how bad the Hornets are and how bad the first half of the ECU basketball game went. And uh, Steve says, I think you get Paramount Plus with your Hoist the Colors subscription. My dad is a Hoist the Colors VIP subscriber. Really? So maybe I can go. This sounds like too much technology. I don't know if I can figure this out. But uh, thank you for that, Steve. I might have to try to do that. Wow. But now you've just lost a gift idea. That is true. Unless you... Back to the draw. Unless they're not listening and you can kind of be like, hey, mom, here's your username and password you got to use. And uh, as long as your dad continues to ante up on the Hoist the Color subscription, then you're good to go. Yeah. Well, uh, there's plenty of great content. When is Steven Igo coming in next? He's coming in Wednesday at five o'clock. Yeah. You need to ask him about that. We will ask him all about this. Uh, Igo recently had a chat with Mike Houston, LRB, and... It's not that I'm avoiding this topic. It's just that I don't even know where to begin on it, but the NIL and everything. It's not even that. So It's not even name, image, likeness anymore. It is just free agency. It is contracts in the world of college sports. It's name, money, bank account is and, what it's called. And Mike Houston talked about that uh, with Igo about how, I mean, you got to keep up, right? I don't know if you can keep up. Like I, I don't. You, you have to. You have to try. Yeah, you have to have a pretend si- to try. You have to have a system in place, but there's always, as we've seen, proof this week. And I don't know what the latest is with the Pittsburgh wide right. receiver who won the Blitnikoff, but there's always going to be a bigger fish yep. for for someone to come scoop a player from you, and then basically, I mean, basically, what prevents any player with the way the transfer rules are right now? From, from leaving their school to go to a greener pasture. And and really what it's getting ready to be is kind of like Major League Baseball in a way where like, or even maybe the NBA, but the NBA has a salary cap. I mean, there's no salary cap that if Lincoln Riley in Los Angeles and uh, these big, the schools that are already well-funded that can add another revenue stream for the NIL and not skip a beat, we all know who those dozen schools are they're they're going to be the ones that are going to dominate this area and be able to plug and play and because they're going to be able to take risk on players that they're paying that end up being duds and then just replace them with somebody else yeah so i mean it's just it's just going to be a non-stop carousel for them and then when other schools whether it be like pittsburgh or east carolina or toledo or whatever when they get a player that ends up being a stud then they're going to be able to go to nil greener pastures and that's just once you accept that as reality yeah. then you don't have to have you, you won't be disappointed by resisting that reality does that make sense yeah so if you accept that of what this is what college sports this is what it is this it, it's been no different with coaches before now it's just trickled down to players now, I did read an interesting article, and I do believe this is like almost the future of college athletics, too, is that at some point, I mean, it's such a – when you're paying the players, basically, and the co- everybody's getting paid in this athletic sport, at what point – I mean, it's like do the universities and colleges – you know, want to say that they they can no longer stand by that this is an academic institution and this is directly can be associated with the school as student athletes and that kind of that kind of messaging where almost like the sports have to like just be a license 
uh, property of the university. Mm-hmm. And that basically is just a, a business and entity and that you take away really the student athlete part of it. And then that it's like East Carolina football is associated with East Carolina, but it's not real. There's not really like the, there's no academic requirements. There's the, yes, basically, they're just they're employees of the school. No different than like if you. Play I don't for, know if you could do like, but can you bring in like 28, 35 year old? Can you bring in anybody at that point? I I, I, I mean, and then where, where does the NCAA fit in with like how do you how do you keep eligibility requirements? So you're say like can the Pirates now sign uh, Tyler Sneed back right to play? Or can they, you know, I, I don't know. It opens up a whole Pandora's box. But uh, the way it's set up now, it's not sustainable. It's it, it's because the well, schools... Well, for who? For us. It's not sustainable for anybody. And, and so, I mean, like... For, for Bama? For, there's or? about... there's about, Yeah, there's about 12 right. schools that can be sustainable. Because Lincoln Riley, Nick Saban, the guy at LSU, Brian Kelly at LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, the ones out there with the, as I said, that are adding this extra revenue stream in that can write a check regardless you know i mean like certain schools can't afford to make a mistake being like oh gosh we're going to be able to get player x and we're going to pay him two hundred thousand dollars somehow but if that player gets hurt or is a dud or is is that even worth it like are you going to get your return on that i'm just saying like but they can they can afford to take a mistake i guess you know and they and they can afford to they 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 have enough money and enough opportunity to uh, to figure it out because some of those schools are committed to win at all cost like east carolina wants to win but i don't we can't afford to win at all costs because it, we could go belly up yeah um, I think certain schools have enough deep pockets where the win at all cost mentality of being like, oh, how much how much do you need to get, you know, Clip Brock Jr. out here to Los Angeles? Well, I need someone to come up with two hundred thousand dollars. Jimmy will have it for you this afternoon. And as of right now, is tampering a thing in college sports? Like, how can it be? <laughs> I don't like how many teams or how many people talk to Tristan Newton. You think while he was playing and, last season, and there's just plausible deniability uh, across the board, kind of like it is in 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 the recruiting period, like the way they do recruits now. Like, so Mike Houston can't directly talk to player X at at JH Rose High School, but Mike Houston can talk to you know his the, neighbor, the handler, his neighbor who happens to be friends with the coach at JH Rose High School, yeah. and say, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm really interested in little Jimmy coming over here. Same thing with the the pit receiver, Lincoln Riley. Maybe never has talked to uh, I can't even think of the guy's name, but the, the pit receiver, uh, but but someone associated with the, the pit receiver's best friend has talked to somebody that knows Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And I mean, this is like, this is less than that, but it reminds me of Mike Schwartz when he was first hired saying, you know, John Gilbert and I spoke about the ECU job for the first time this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) What? Hey, what did you just say earlier? Your mom loves mafia movies. It reminds me of that. You know, the guy goes for a walk under an umbrella with somebody and he tells you, and then you go deliver the message. There's a pay pay phone involved, a burner phone. But the boss... The boss never talked. The boss never put the hit out. That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's just classic. But uh, <laughs> the whole NIL landscape is absolutely insane. But to answer your question, yes, you need to be a part of the game. But it's just I don't know how sustainable it is for because it's it just it's just mass free agency. And then uh, it's it's there's going to be there's going to be some good upside stories for a lot of people, but there's also going to be a lot of downsize, you know, stories where where things get burned out. 
Mike Houston uh, in the Hoist the Colors podcast, an article, you can check it out, uh, Hoist the Colors. He said, some of the things we're hearing on the road is just outlandish. It's crazy. I can't believe it's made it to this this fast. We've had a lot of the transfers just ask us what kind of NIL stuff we have. It's a deal where we don't have a ton going on right now. It's a thing I keep stressing to our alumni that we've got to come together and put some things together if we want to remain relevant. I think it's a great opportunity for all student athletes or college kids that are playing sports to really focus and uh, they, they can become their own business and they can build their brand on social media and they can capitalize on it. So I think, one, if you're a good athlete, two, if you're a good person, you can build up a lot of followers and then you will have a way to have, be a powerful person of influence to people to help sell products and services for in, in, in a way to make money that could be sustainable well past well past your playing career yeah i mean built when broken is an example of that, absolutely i would think i think it is i think that built when uh, 10 years from now that built when broken could still be relevant and still be having a positive impact if that's something that holt nailers wants to do um i think he's off i mean it's in the emphasis stages now and he's done fantastic with it but uh it's certainly a, f- a fantastic idea um, I think is it the LSU or Georgia gymnast that has like the million followers? I mean, I think that's a way for her to. She has a, a a great way to capitalize on her name, image, and likeness for you know for a long time selling products and services. So as long as as I said, I think it comes down to are you? I mean, the Kardashians are the greatest example of not really the greatest people in the world, but the greatest influencers probably in the history of the world of being able to sell products and services and become extremely rich. And we are having fun with the, I mean, the NIL as a whole is not the devil. Uh, we yeah. are enjoying it with our players lounge on Mondays. Yes. Presented by Delcor and having those guys in, getting to know them. That's been a lot of fun. And I think the listeners have enjoyed it as well. And, uh, they are, you know, somewhat compensated. It's not like the receiver going to USC, but it, you know they're getting something out of the deal. Yeah, absolutely. And they're enjoying it as well. Yeah, they're it's great radio. Both sides. They're, they're building their brand. Uh, they're they're coming on the radio, and we're talking baseball. Your y'all guys are coming up with a lot of great creative questions. Uh, I, I think it, I think for something where we are at East Carolina, it, it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun as it's escalated up to the U.S. Where, oh, where yeah. like where the hey look the you know college football playoff and a national championship is what you're aiming at then it's win at all cost and uh i think the one thing's going to be interesting it always used to be like well don't be you know picking on the players they're just kids they're not getting paid they're not it, it's going to be harder to defend that when the quarterback has a six figure seven figure deal <laughs> you know yeah. you know it's just that that's where it's going to get to be like when you're at those schools and other things of being like you know, and, and there's, you know, pros and cons to all of it, too. If, if certain athletes are doing deals for, for folks and, uh, you know, they're promoting restaurants, car dealerships or whoever, and they're not performing, then they're, they're not as valuable. However, if they are performing, it's just like any business. Deal. Yeah. You try to, you know, buy low, I mean, this is high. going on with coaches forever. Uh, how much, how many millions have been spent on bad coaches over the years oh, in, in sports? Stupid. So now, yeah, it's how, happened. Uh, it's happened before. How many cardboard standups of coaches have been in grocery stores and other places that uh, didn't, didn't, what do they say? Didn't, that didn't age well. You yeah, know, right. so, um, so I, I, it's I, all not going to work out. The NIL thing is just, it's the same thing that's been going on 
with coaches. My question is, it's it seems like coaches' salaries have not come down. They continue to go up. Now, players' salaries seem to be starting and going up. Like, at some point, there's got to be a bubble, right? There's got, I mean, at what point does, you know, can East Carolina or whoever continue to give out high six-figure raises to people with under current contracts? Or extend, I, I, I don't know. And then what? how sustainable is it to continue this this path? And that, that's the big question, and that's why, you know, that's why athletic directors make high six figures, and that's, you know, I just think, how does the NCAA, where do they fit in, and, and, and how do they maintain their, their relevancy in all this? Well, hopefully, uh, LRB will get a some chunk of change, because Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are negotiating a 17 to $20 million settlement to join the Big 12 next year, that according to Brett McMurphy. Uh, he adds that Mike Oresco initially sought $35 million from the schools. Uh, so that is going on right now as we speak. If if they do get that buyout done, they will be heading out after the next calendar year right. of sports. So basically one more football, basketball, baseball season. 22-23 and then the 23 football season, they will be in the Big 12. Yeah. with uh, Which is the wild card because – Will Oklahoma and Texas leave to go to the SEC? Or are they just going to... Because they don't want to pay the exit fee, and they don't really feel any need to pay the exit fee, and they really need to get their stuff together. Oklahoma has a new coach now. Texas hasn't really been lighting the world on fire under Sarkeesian. So they need to get their act together before they start rolling to Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa, the yeah. Swamp, you know, and uh, the competition gets a lot harder than rolling to, you know, Kansas and uh the the other schools in the in the uh, big 12 so i think you know, the big question is is like it's always funny and and when people like when houston was in the ncaa tournament it was like well how much money did east carolina get out of that yeah well that's a good question but what is east carolina doing with that money yeah like where does that money go like it would be a whole interesting conversation of being like where where it all like how are we maintaining sustaining and uh, building to to get better with all these exit fees and other stuff are you it, saying we need another deep dive no i just I, deep dive? I just i mean like if if those three schools pay 35 million dollars each and like it just it just seems like you're just grabbing money out of the I air know. it's like it's what, all fake like, to me. it does it does it doesn't seem real of like well what are we gonna really do with it and how much does east carolina really get how much do the lawyers get for negotiating it all? How much is the conference keeping? Um, I, I just, I don't, how much money are we potentially going to lose on our next TV deal with those three schools gone or is it going to stay the same? So uh, there, there's just a lot, a lot of questions. And the other crazy thing about college athletics too, just like the name, image, likeness and the coaching carousel and the transfer portal is Every school is in the transfer portal unless you're in the SEC or Big Ten. What do you mean? What school in the AAC wouldn't... Oh, would, as far as jumping conferences? Wouldn't leave, yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at how messed up college athletics is across the board... Yeah. I mean, the top is the SEC and Big Ten. And if you're not in one of those conferences, if someone came and knocked on your door, you're listening. The schools are in it, the coaches uh lincoln riley was at oklahoma i know and jumped to usc yes uh the administrators uh an ad if, if john gilbert was offered a right the tennessee job today I, I, that's, what, that's what i'm saying like, <laughs> unless you're in the sec yeah at a high level position 
And even, you know, I mean, you see coaches lead the SEC to go be a head coach, and like Mike Schwartz, he left the SEC to come to East Carolina to be a head coach. But like everybody, like, like if ACC called Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt would be like, who? Like, no. <laughs> you know, they, they would hang up on them. Yeah. But like if the SEC called Duke, they would listen. Wouldn't they? Maybe, yeah. I mean, if they, I mean, th- there's a there's a right amount of money that can be bought. Yeah, I think, and I think the same thing. That's so that's what make that's where we are in college athletics. And when you accept that, and then you re- try to realize, well, how sustainable is it? It's only sustainable until like there's a group of people that eventually break away, which is probably where we're headed with all this deal, because a group the bi- there's going to be a big group of schools, and they're already there that end up having all the money yeah, and all the ability to buy anybody they want at any other level. And it's it's very dangerous right now. Well, Ellerby, I appreciate the doomsday segment. You didn't want to dive into it, but I'm saying, and I look. I knew you'd be perfect to talk about this stuff. I you think, have good I think on schools it. like East Carolina, look, you have to recognize and like get back. East Carolina, I said, be who you are. Be relevant and have fun. And but then, I, I'm with you. I just a lot of people. What are we playing for right now? We're playing for a bowl game. What are we playing for in basketball? A winning season, maybe an NIT, and then baseball. We're playing for Omaha. Playing for yeah, and and all those things are, are still out there right now. Right. What would that look like in the new world? I don't know. What's What's really going to change? There's nothing. Really, the only thing that's going to change. And do basketball and baseball stay the same? If is this just a football thing where yes. everybody breaks off? You think? Well, I don't. I don't know if everybody's gonna if it's gonna take everything with it, right? Or or, or how it's gonna work out? But because I don't, uh, we can't lose the NCAA tournament. Why? If we lose that, I'm done. What What if the? I mean, the NCAA. <laughs> I'm not the NCAA sportsman. owns the NCAA tournament right now. What if the SEC just said, "Hey, look, we're gonna put on our own tournament oh, and make dude. and and get nah. our we get our own billion dollar deal." I think if, if I do think there will be a split. I hope it's just football if there is one, and we still get the Omaha, we still get the NCAA March Madness. I think the one, call it March Madness and not the NCAA tournament. I think want. the one thing we're always going to have to accept, no matter pretty much where you are, is that when players come to East Carolina, that they are auditioning for another job somewhere else when they are playing here. Jane and, Gardner. Tristan Newton. The, those, those we're gonna hey remember those guys, but it, it may start being three or four players a year. It may be like there are players hitting the transfer portal now that are that are basically transferring down to go get playing opportunities. There's not many that are that are transferring out, but and I think it'll be a testament of how good of a job Mike Houston is doing if he's getting that type of talent here, coaching them up, and and getting them and unfortunately to go to the SEC or somewhere else to play. Well, you also need a coach that understands that. I do like that we have a first-time head coach, a younger guy in Coach Schwartz that knows what he's getting into rather than an older coach who did it one way and could be reluctant to change you can't, with if, the times. If you're resisting reality, then you're going to be a failure yeah. at, at, at this new game. You have to accept it for what it is, and uh, it's all a rental program. Because everybody's eventually trying to be on the move. Well said, Ellery. Thank you, Clipper. One question for you. One you question. One question. Um, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? Man, I heard this the other day, and I couldn't really ever think of one, but uh, I think was it summer that said like being a house dog was pretty chill. Yeah. You know, I think being a well kept house dog 
would be. I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, laying on a couch all day, maybe running outside once or twice to relieve yourself and sitting in the air conditioner or in the heat. And if my owner could, if I could figure out how to turn the TV on, if I could add an ability to be my inner self and watch sports, maybe listen to pirate radio, that might be my life. That's I don't, the life. I don't know if I, I don't hunt or fish. So I don't know if I would do well out in the wild with uh, other wild animals. Like you're an, kind you're of a, an, kind an of, indoor animal. Well, I just don't know if like domesticated a, an eat or be eaten world. I just don't know <laughs> if that. I don't know if that's a, if, as an animal if that's where I would want to be. Okay. You know? Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe I'd like a little prepared food. So Troy know? D's the lion, and you're the cocker spaniel. Well, <laughs> I might even go small, be like a toy poodle. Just uh, you know, be a lap dog. All you right. know? Fair enough. So, uh, good stuff. Ellerby enjoyed it. See you next week. Let's take a time out. Come back when we return. We'll talk some hockey. We will switch gears from our previous chat and talk about the Hurricanes. Big win last night in Game One against the Bruins. We'll talk about their series. Look around the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs with Brooks Hill, our old intern here at Power Radio, a resident Kaniac. He joins us when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Coffee Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Let's talk some hockey. Taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. You've got... Hockey action going on tonight. Four games. Right now, you got one Major League Baseball game, and the Mets have already got a run off Charlie Morton. It is one to nothing as they play in the first inning. One out and two on for the Mets. Uh, but four hockey games coming up tonight. Last night, the Hurricanes winning game one of five to one. We'll talk about that now with our old intern here at Pirate Radio, Brooks Hill, uh, the biggest Kaniac to ever walk the halls here. At Pirate Radio joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Brooksy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Clipper. Good to hear your voice again. It's the best time of the year. NHL playoffs are back and fully loaded. And uh, already a Hurricanes win. They go up 1-0 on the Boston Bruins after a 5-1 victory last night, Brooks. And uh, what, what's your uh, your recap of Game 1 uh, as the Hurricanes Man, it looked like Boston was getting more opportunities, potentially better opportunities early on, and I even tweeted out, it feels like Boston's going to score here or the Canes are going to get a fluky one. And I don't know if it was fluky, but but that first goal was huge to, to break the seal there. It definitely was, and Boston came out of the gate hot on the road, which you want to do in game one. You try and want to set the tone. They outshot the Hurricanes like 14-10 to 10 in the first period, I believe. And they were getting to pucks. A lot of their chances were more high danger 
and Carolinas, and Ronta stood on his head in the first period. Getting to the locker room at 0-0 was really big for that first intermission, and then something that we saw as the game went along is Carolina using two forwards as a double net front present to make it really hard on the Bruins goaltender, uh, Olmark, to see the puck, and Seth Jarvis gets lucky with a tip, and about two minutes later, Niederreiter blows one past him that he never saw. Brooks Hill joining us. Canes up one nothing in their series against the Boston Bruins. So, Brooks, as you know, I am a, a bit of a bandwagon Canes fan. I consider myself a fan, but I'm not locked in in the regular season like you and other Caniacs are. But watching the team last night, and maybe I'm wrong, I feel like there was a perception of Carolina uh, here in the last few years where they've gone on the on playoff runs that they were a fast and I don't know if finesse is the right word, but, you know, did they have enough toughness uh, to make a Stanley Cup playoff championship run? And I feel like last night they were the tougher team. They were they were checking, uh, very physical. And, and have they grown in that regard, you think, over the last few years, Brooks, to, to become a more physical team? You know, it's funny you say that. I was talking with some people who were at the game last night, uh, getting their opinions. Actually, I knew three different groups of people from the Greenville area uh, who all were going separate to the game. So that was pretty cool that uh, to see some former classmates of mine getting involved in making the trip down to Raleigh for the hockey game. I think the toughness of the Hurricanes has definitely improved. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but Svechnikov uh, last night and also – this entire year has upped his physicality, really slotting himself as like a true power forward on the hockey team. And, you know, they went out at the trade deadline and they got Max Domi for nearly nothing. They're only paying a quarter of his salary, which is a steal. And, you know, he's the son of Ty Domi, who's third all-time in NHL penalty minutes. So he, toughness runs in his blood. He also has some nice bits where he can dangle around some defenders and put the puck in the net, but they really tried to go get a physical body who can score. You can slot Domi anywhere in the lineup, and he's going to fit in and uh, contribute. But I do. I noticed that last night watching the game, too, that there was a lot of bodies flying around, and I think the M.O. if you were playing Carolina this year was, oh, if you get after them and you hit them around, they're going to get off their game. They're not a physical team. They don't respond. And I think they kind of put that to rest last night with okay you can hit we can hit too and they can keep pace up in the physicality section of the game brooks hill joining us the dominance over the bruins continues and the the score disparity this year from those two teams what did i hear on the broadcast last night brooks was like 21 to what is it 21 to 3 21 to 5 something like that it is, but if you count last night's playoff game, it is twenty-one to two <laughs> games this year. What what's what is that uh, about? I mean, how, how do they have the dominance over this team? So it's uh, it's the it's the systems that the teams run, and you're not going to really see a team change a system. The Hurricanes are a very heavy forechecking team. What Boston prides themselves on this year, and which is kind of the anomaly from last night's game, is coming into last night's game, Boston had the best five-on-five even-strength defense in the NHL. And all the goals last night for Carolina came at even strength if you don't count the empty netter when, I guess, technically they're down a man, but, you know, empty net. So, asterisk besides that one. Uh, The story's always been the penalty kill this season. The penalty kill went three for three last night for Carolina, came up big, 
And if you can kill penalties, it throws the momentum back in your favor. It also frustrates teams that send out their five best players on the ice to go get a goal. And I noticed a couple times with Boston, they're leaving their guys out there for 90, 90 seconds out of the 120 that they're out there on the power play. They're just trying to bang pucks in, get to the net, and Hurricanes did a good job of locking down, not letting the guy in front of the net get his hands free for deflections or rebounds. I thought Ronta did a good job of slowing the game down when he knew his team needed a whistle. I was like, you know what, I'll just cover this up and let's go take a TV timeout instead of just trying to play this puck and keep the clock running. Brooks Hill joining us, talking Canes, Bruins, and Carolina, the big winner last night over Boston. And one thing I heard uh, out of the gate on the broadcast last night, Brooks, is how bad Boston has been on the power play and how great the Canes have been uh, defensively on the power play. Number one team defensively in the NHL, and that certainly showed up last night as well. It did. It did. As I said, Boston goes 0 for 3. Boston had actually just recently had an 0 for 39 streak on the power play that got broken up in the last week of the regular season. And now some of that has to do with David Posternock not being available for a lot of those games. He was coming off an injury, but you know, Posternock did play good last night. He didn't, uh, didn't tally a point as Taylor Hall was the only one to score for the Bruins. But, uh, you know, Marshawn, Bergeron, and Posternock, uh, they got split up about halfway through the year. They were always that top line for Boston. And Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins head coach, uh, wanted to switch things up a little bit. They were having some trouble with scoring, and they wanted to split up that top line to see if they could get some depth scoring uh, that the Hurricanes got this year in the regular season. That was something to be excited about. And uh, unfortunately for Cassidy and the Bruins, they just weren't able to really string any uh, pucks into the net. Ronta stood on his head. That's not to be undermined. Ronta played a heck of a game in that first period, and getting to the locker room 0-0 yeah. after the first period was a big factor. Yeah, and, and how about the, the goaltending moving forward, Brooks? And, and we've seen these Canes playoff runs in the past where they have used multiple goalies, maybe leaned on one uh, at certain times, but, but we've certainly seen them use multiple goalies uh, in the playoffs. So this uh, this year with Anderson out, uh, what does it look like behind Ronta, and, and what do you think they do here moving forward? So, I obviously, we're going with Auntie Ronta for Game 2 on Wednesday. I believe, give up one goal on 35 shots. I think you deserve to play another game. And uh, so Peter Kochetkov, who came over from the uh, KHL at the end of the KHL season this year over in February, signed his contract, and he went to the Chicago Wolves, the Hurricanes minor league team. When Anderson got hurt, they called up Kochetkov, and he is 3-0 and in the games that he's played this year. So he's hot to come into the NHL, but obviously not a lot of uh, sample size to dissect everything like that. And they have also recalled Jack LaFontaine, who played two games earlier in the season for the Hurricanes, but then got assigned to Chicago coming straight out of uh, Michigan, I believe. Michigan and Minnesota is where he played his NCAA hockey. So they have three goalies with them who are going to practice, and LaFontaine now is, I guess, technically the third-team goalie with Anderson out if someone does unfortunately get hurt. But I think Anderson is going to make a comeback here soon. It might not be round one, but should the Hurricanes advance to round two, I think we will see Frederick Anderson in between the pipes again. 
Good stuff from Brooks Hill, our resident Kaniac, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Brooks, uh, last night during the first period intermission, um, first intermission, I said, who is your pick to win the Stanley Cup in 2022, excluding the Hurricanes? And the answers were Avalanche, Avalanche Flames, Maple Leafs, um, Florida, Calgary, Florida, Avalanche, Lightning, um, Avalanche. So a lot of Avalanche and some Florida here, Tampa. Uh, my point is, like, I think we had less championship picks in our March Madness pool that we did with 68 teams than this uh, this 16-team Stanley Cup playoff and uh, a lot of avalanche there but it kind of shows how i guess much parity there is uh in the stanley cup playoffs when you get there it's like people describe it as a whole nother season almost right it is you have to throw out your regular season stats now you want the guys who performed well in the regular season to continue to pour excuse me to perform well in the playoffs but you never know what's going to happen a lot of series are determined by depth scoring like Nito Niederreiter technically he's on the third line had 24 tucks though in the regular season and got the eventual game-winning goal in game one of the playoffs you know that's his uh sixth career game-winning goal in a playoff so he's been there for the moment Tavo Teravainen has uh 15 goals now in his playoff career with Hurricanes and Chicago back when he was a rookie things like that you see Vincent Trocek pick up his pace and the greatest thing about it is you didn't have your leading scorer or your leading point getter uh, get a point last night except for Ajo on the empty net goal. So depth scoring is really what advances teams further on in the playoffs. But to answer your question about who I think is going to win, obviously I want the Hurricanes to win. I think Colorado is built to win. They have good offense and defense. I think why Florida will not win is because I don't think the high-scoring affair that Florida has been able to put on old year doesn't sustain well in playoff games. Now, there might be a game, like last night, a team scores five goals, but that's not the normal in the playoffs. You typically see lower-scoring games, and I think Florida's defense is not as good as Colorado's. Their offense can go toe-to-toe, but it's going to be a matter of, okay, what goaltender gets hot, and can we play good team defense in front of them? Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard from last night, Canes beat the Bruins 5-1, to one. Uh, Maple Leafs all over the Lightning 5 nothing. Blues blank the Wild 4 nothing, and the Kings beat the Oilers 4-3. to three. Coming up tonight, Brooks, uh, those Avalanche, you talk about big favorites over the Predators at 9.30. It'll be Stars at Flames late night. Earlier games are Penguins at Rangers, Capitals at Panthers. Uh, if I'm only watching one of those tonight, well, what's your favorite series out of those, Brooks? Uh, I would probably have to say the Penguins-Rangers because that pertains particularly to the Boston-Carolina series. The winner of Boston-Carolina will play the winner of Pittsburgh-New York. I think New York will advance over Pittsburgh. I think New York is just better this year. Um, And Igor Shesterkin is a very good goalie who will be a Vesna finalist for goaltender of the year. And other than that, I'm thinking about the West Coast games really quickly just off the top of my head of what I'm thinking. And I liked the West Coast games last night. I think Colorado will probably win their series in five. And I think Calgary will do the same over Dallas. So I'm not as interested in those two. 
but I think Washington will steal two of them from Florida. I could see Washington winning both of their home games. Florida had the best home record in the entire NHL this year. So I would imagine that Florida wins their home games and maybe steals game six up in Washington to win it in six. But uh, I'm excited for the Rangers-Pittsburgh out of the most, out of all the day two playoff festivities. Playoff crowds are the best, Brooks. I've enjoyed it in the NBA. It was great seeing PNC rocking last night. Uh, and, that you know, they call it the, the loudest barn in the league. Outside of the atmosphere at PNC, what's the um, the best environment in the NHL? What building is uh, going to be rocking the loudest this postseason? Well, Scotiabank Arena got really big last night up in Toronto. But, you know, there's a whole lot of pressure to do good in Toronto. You know, it's the hockey capital of the world. But uh, their environment's always not the best. They have a lot of people who just sit on their hands. As we say in the hockey world, they're a bunch of suits sitting in the lower levels and not fans. Uh, I would have to say Colorado has a really good one, but Minnesota this year, that place in the XL Center, that place is going to be rocking. That's the state of hockey. They traded for Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline. They did get blanked last night, but that's just game one. It's a seven-game series for a reason. Uh, so I'd either go XL Center or Madison Square Garden this year for the Rangers because it looks like the Rangers' rebuild is over, and they were good enough to finish second in the Metropolitan Division, only uh, falling behind the Canes by about four or five points. So either Madison Square Garden or XL Center are the two places to watch for environment. Well, Brooks, uh, you've certainly grown up. You told me off the air that uh, you could not attend last night's game due to real-world obligations. So proud of you for that. But you said uh, if it gets to a game five, you will uh, will try to be going to that one. And I believe you said you think it will get to a game five. So uh, and you like the Canes to win this series. How many games do you think it'll take? Uh, truly, I think that it's going to be six. That's a, I think that's my safe number is, say, six. I hope it doesn't get to seven because all bets are off when you get to seven. You just got to throw everything out of the window. Kind of just got to ride whatever team is hot. Uh, I see – actually, I see the Bruins going to um, Jeremy Swayman tomorrow night, switching goalies just to try to switch things up a little bit. And uh, I think that they're still one in Boston, I will say. I think the Hurricanes can close it out in a closer contest tomorrow night to go up 2 nothing on, uh, at home. But I'd say, I'd say six, and they win it up in Boston. Brooks, great stuff. Uh, great to hear from you. Let's do it again during this, uh, this playoff season. What? Uh, tell everybody what you're up to these days. What are you doing now? Oh, so as we mentioned, uh, I'm – Wrapping up my high school lacrosse coaching this week, last regular season, and we got playoffs starting next week with uh, North Valley Christian Academy. So shout out all my guys over there who've been putting in the uh, hard effort and listened to me yelling for the entire spring since Valentine's Day. I recently accepted a job for the summer uh, with the Wilson Tobbs. A lot of people at Pi Radio and ECU familiar with that. I will be the director of media relations and broadcasting, so essentially the number one broadcaster for the Tobbs this summer. This is my uh, second time working for the Tobs. First time getting the promotion and first time being the true number one where I got to hire my own team and everything like that. So excited. First time calling, I guess, my own shot for the media department with the Tobs. So big thanks to Mike Bell, the general manager over there. And hopefully the Tobs can uh, 
have a good season, make it a good, fun summer to remember, and we'll see what happens uh, after the summer season. That's awesome, Brooks. Uh, keep up the great work, man, and uh, we'll track you down here in the next week or so and talk more hockey with you here as uh, the Canes look to make a run in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Brooks, we will uh, talk to you again soon, man. Good to hear from you. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Brooks Hill joining us, Brooksy, and uh, we'll talk more Canes hockey with him throughout this postseason uh planning on them making a little run here and uh again kind of a bandwagoner watched the entire game last night and it was awesome and uh really enjoyed it so uh they will be back in action wednesday night come on out aj mcmurphy's and we'll have a little watch party while we play sports trivia so we'll be uh, checking out the canes coming up on wednesday night we'll take a timeout come back wrap up hour number one and get you set for hour number two here on pirate radio live more to go after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Interbank's Home Builders Association presents Home and Garden Expo 2022 coming up on Saturday, June 4th. And now is your chance to be a part of it. Have a booth or be a sponsor of this new and improved exciting event to be held on Saturday, June 4th at Menji's Coliseum. Indoor and outdoor exhibit space is available to accommodate everyone. And for more information or to sign up, please visit Interbank's Home Builders Association's website at ibxhba.org. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, get hype. Menji's going to be rocking Home and Garden Expo coming your way. 2022, baby. We're going to be in Section 213? Section 213, home and garden. Are you a home guy or a garden guy? Both, baby. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm both. Can't I'm have one without the other. That's girl. right. You're a home. What's up, home girl? I'm a home girl. You my home girl. What's up? <laughs> I heard. Uh... <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, nah, here we go. Nah. <laughs> Say it. I was gonna go garden, guard, garden, and then what they used to call Shirley. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, you mean the garden hoe? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I haven't heard that joke a million times. But you're my homegirl. Uh, so I ain't gonna say okay. that. All I ain't right, gonna say that. <laughs> Shirley always knows where I'm going. Well, I've worked with you long enough. I kind of follow your train of thought most days. <laughs> All right, um, I tell you what, Shay Ward is gonna join us. And later on this hour, so Shirley, let's uh, let's hook up with Billy Weaver right now. Okay, oh, on the Pirate Radio Live line. I thought we were closing the hour out. Oh, we are. Yeah, because we're short of break right now. Chandler you always a break. knows where I need to go. Thank you, Chandler. Way to go, man. <laughs> yes, sir. You are on the ball. Chance behind us and everything. Double. ball. What was the wow. chant? Do it again, CJ. What was your chant? Let's go, Chandler. Home and garden. Twenty twenty two. All right. So Saturday, this, June fourth. All right. This is uh, how we wrap up this segment. Well, you know, I, I don't blame <laughs> you for getting confused. Now, you and uh, you and Ellerby went a pretty good ways there in the first segment. It yeah. went past the thir- three thirty mark. So yeah, y'all did talk a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back 
And we'll connect with Billy Weaver. How about that? Doing a little rearranging on the fly. Still playing on Shea Ward dropping in. And Bryce Williams in hour number three. Billy Weaver joins us when we return hour two of Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. And if you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility as well. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on PRL here, hour number two of our program. Mets currently beating the Braves, but I will brag to Billy Weaver about the Braves knocking off the Mets last night as we'll talk some baseball, some NASCAR, a little NFL draft as well. Billy Weaver, my cohort on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Weave, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. How about you? Doing great. And uh, let's start with uh, we'll start with some NFL draft talk. Weave and I, fans of the now Washington Commanders, and they uh, go out get a receiver in the first round, a defensive tackle, another Alabama boy to add to that defensive line where there was a bunch of them. And eventually, Weave, they grab a quarterback. Now they got one this off season to start, and that's going to be Carson Wentz. But uh, perhaps looking down the line, get a guy late that uh, had early round potential throughout his college career, Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. So what do you think of that move and, uh, and overall what the commanders did in the draft? Uh, a little bit surprising about that move, particularly because I think going into the draft, uh, it was pretty evident, and and Ron Rivera had stated that you know the target was um, kind of twofold. They with getting Carson Wentz in the, during the off season, they wanted to protect him, uh, and they also wanted to give him some more weapons, and they did that as far as the weapons part with the first round draft pick of uh, Dots and the wide receiver. Uh, you know they actually. Uh, traded down uh, and still got a really good wide receiver because it was a wide receiver, a very uh, wide receiver heavy draft. So the commanders knew that they could do that and kind of stockpile a couple of back end picks on that, which they did. I really thought by doing that, then they would go out and uh, and get somebody on the offensive line to kind of protect Carson Wentz. But then they wait until the seventh round and get Chris Paul out of Tulsa. And you don't think that that's going to be a guy that's going to come in and make an immediate impact. So I was a little bit surprised with that, uh, but with Sam Howe being there, uh, available when they were able to pick him, I think that's a good pick because Taylor Heineke, I just don't think that you know he's the answer long term. Uh, he's a good backup right now, so I think it's a, a good situation for Sam Howe to come in, learn under Carson Wentz, and you know who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit with Sam Howe. He's got potential, like you said. You know, there was talk of him being a first round draft pick at one point. So uh, I think overall, I'm I'm happy with the draft. I just would have liked to have had a little bit more or an earlier pick up front. 
for the commanders to to protect Carson Wentz. I, I think he's going to need it this year. Billy, we were joining us. Yeah, that when you you get how when you did, I, I'm okay with that. And we go. I, I keep going back to this. We talked to Emory Hunt, uh, CBS Sports HQ, and football game plan uh, a few weeks ago, and going into the draft and. He said, this is a pretty solid backup quarterback draft. And at the time, I was thinking, well, why are teams going to spend first-round picks on guys that could be backups? Well, I guess the NFL teams uh, agreed with Emory there. And we saw these quarterbacks go late. Kenny Pickett, the only one taken in the first round. And I just wondered the amount of – it's almost like playing poker. We've – you know, teams are bluffing that they're going to take – willis early or take a slide in the first round to get matt corral or desmond ritter and if you're the steelers or the titans when they ended up getting willis or or any of these other teams you're kind of banking on these teams bluffing about taking a quarterback so i'd love to hear the the background on all the misinformation i guess that teams were going to take quarterbacks in the first round because we just didn't see it happen this year yeah, because everybody's always looking for that sexy pick in the first round, and those are usually quarterbacks, and they're usually guys that you know are, are major game changers. And we didn't have that this year. And you know, the draft has always been kind of that you know poker game, and who's got the best poker face. And then uh, it's also a spin game as well, uh, because those guys that are getting the Desmond Ritters and the you know. Um, uh, in the later rounds are, are sitting there saying, okay, we got a great pick. We got a great pick late. We, you know, we did our homework kind of thing. So the draft is always fun. It really is. Um, this year it was just a little bit different that you didn't have those quote-unquote sexy picks. You didn't have – heck, we didn't even know who was going to go number one overall, and that's very rare going into a draft. Usually going into draft day, you've got a pretty good understanding and a, and a, and a pretty good uh, – idea of who's going first second third usually and that just wasn't the case this year when it comes to the pirates weave jaquan mcmillan getting some guaranteed money did not get drafted but was picked up immediately by the broncos and denver i guess had him highlighted they brought him in for an interview sounds like they really wanted him thought they could get him uh, after the draft and and locked him down uh it looks like dj ford is going to get a a chance to try out with the jets so hopefully he can make it and uh make it make it into off-season camp and potentially the preseason and then uh, as far as i know tyler sneed just still sitting out there weave you were hoping he would get picked up as an undrafted free agent but starting to wonder what his uh football future looks like at this point yeah, you hate that for him because that was a situation where, you know, you were hoping that he was going to get picked up on somewhere, that he was getting some good information out there. But right now it's just he's sitting out there waiting on a team. And, you know, undrafted free agency, it's, it, it's it, you know, speaking of crapshoots, I mean, that <clears throat> that is a crapshoot in itself. Uh, you just never know what you're going to get. Um, so you wish the best for him, and, and hopefully he'll get picked up somewhere because – uh, you know, those are those are life-altering decisions that you make, and ones that you look back on and say, you know, did I re- did I make the right decision by leaving early uh, and going into the NFL? Um, so we'll we'll have to see on the Tyler Sneed situation. Billy, we were joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line when I think Pirate Football and and talking about those players and and doing interviews. It, uh, one guy you got to go through weave to do uh, all that is Tom McClellan, and uh, saw the news last night that. He was uh, switching occupations and leaving East Carolina, and 
he has been there since I've been here. Now, you've been around longer than me, Weave, but uh, Tom has always been that go-to when you need a coach, when you need a player, and uh, what a professional, and I really hated to hear that news. I still like seeing him around at baseball games uh, when I'm doing PA and, and talking to him uh, about random stats and random players, and uh, he goes back a long ways with East Carolina, and uh, he's certainly going to be missed. He's uh, He was great at what he did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tom McClellan, one of the best in the business. And, you know, it was always nice going on uh, road trips and Tom McClellan was there because if you ever needed any information, the good thing, the thing I loved about Tom McClellan is if you ever had a question about anything, any kind of history of East Carolina, you needed a quick stat or whatever, all you had to do was text Tom. And if he didn't know the answer right off the top of his head right then, he was always back to you within five, ten minutes and let you know what the information that you needed. And, and, you know, in our business, you know, when I was with WITN, that was invaluable. It really was, because when you're getting stories out, you want accurate information. And uh, he was always very thorough and very accurate, did a great job with putting their media guys together. Of course, anytime you went up into the press box, at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, there was Tom McClellan, uh, and he was always there, ready to help. Uh, always had a smile on his face. So, uh, the good thing is he's staying right here in, in Eastern North Carolina. He's going to be with uh, Pitt County Schools. So, uh, I actually texted him last night when I, you know, after I saw the the news sort of break on on social media, and I texted him pretty late. Uh, and I got a text back this morning, uh, and he said thanks. And you know, hopefully our paths will cross again, and I'm sure they will. Um, but what a what a great asset East Carolina University had with Tom McClellan. So it'll be interesting to see which direction they go in now, because you know the sports information departments at universities are kind of like um, sports departments at local TV stations. They're starting to dwindle down a lot. Big time, yeah. The, they're starting to focus their resources in different avenues at universities as far as getting media content out and dealing with the media because obviously the media departments, the sports departments at local TV stations are shrinking. Um, so it's it's just become a different game. So it's going to be interesting to see what direction East Carolina goes in now with their SID. Yeah, that's a good point, Weave. And, uh, and just uh, you hadn't been out of the, the TV biz long, but – even since you left, uh, you know, Tom stepping down, Jody Jones uh, left East Carolina to head over to Chapel Hill. We've lost uh, uh, Pat, who handled the women's basketball and, and other sports at East Carolina. There's been a lot of people dropped just since you have been out of it. I bet if you looked at the list of, of SIDs now, you wouldn't recognize most of the names at East Carolina. No, I, I wouldn't at all, probably. So, uh, you know, there's... I don't know. Malcolm Gray has been over there for a while. He's kind of last man standing, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. And Malcolm, speaking of doing a great job, you know, and that's the one thing when I when I was just saying that every time you walked into the uh, press box at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, there was Tom McClellan. But then again, there was Malcolm right there as well. Yeah. You know, Clark LeClaire Stadium is his home. Uh, he's he kind of owns that press box there. So uh, it's nice to see Malcolm still on board, and hopefully, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Billy, we were joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. It was great to be out at Clark LeClaire over the weekend. We even see a sweep. East Carolina taking down Cincinnati in three games. And uh, game one, kind of what we expected, a lot of runs. And then credit to the Pirate pitching on Saturday and Sunday for holding those uh, really good Cincinnati bats down and uh, getting a much-needed sweep over the weekend. 
Yeah, it was, and you know, I think they improved to what eleven and four in the AAC, staying yeah. at the top of the conference standings. That's good. I mean, you look at their overall record, twenty-seven and eighteen overall. It's not anything that's eye-popping, and you know, going into the season, I think you know most East Carolina fans would have thought that the Pirates would be in a little bit better situation overall. Um, and that's not the case, but you got to look at the uh, the competition as well. I mean, they've played some really tough out of conference competition. Uh, they've they've played some tough conference opponents as well. And Cincinnati, you know, being the second time that they faced them in a series this season, and to be able to sweep them at home and put that broom up on the uh, the outfield lamppost, that was nice. Uh, and now now they go on the road. It, this week's a little bit different because there's no midweek game because of exams. But once they get past exams, you got Memphis, and then it's kind of smooth sailing as far as um, the academics part of it goes after that because then it's what we call, you know, they go into the pro season. And uh, these guys basically after exams, they become full-time college baseball players. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. And, and I know, you know, Cliff Godwin and the, and the guys over there always look forward to that because they put so much emphasis with these baseball players on academics. The academics at East Carolina with baseball is second to none. And, you know, that's, that's something they take very seriously over there. So once they can get the academics out of the way and focus 100% on baseball, that's when it becomes a lot of fun at East Carolina. And that's when they're going to make that, you know, that hard charge towards another conference title billy we were joining us we've uh you know me i like to twist the knife stir it up a little bit and i have a lot of mets fans that follow me on social media so last night on twitter <laughs> i put uh, uh welcome back to reality mets as uh the braves beat them last night uh credit to all those people that didn't take the bait and respond i had a couple mets fans one just gave me the middle finger emoji and uh (laughs) but as uh the great april that the mets have uh still five games up on the braves here early in the season got off to a great start i'll give the uh the mets credit for this weave i i I don't know i love buck showalter i just feel like you know things could go south for your mets as they tend to do as the season goes on but you got a steady head there in the clubhouse in the dugout and that's something you at least got to be happy about yeah, I think Buck Showalter seems to be the right fit for the Mets. And, you know, right now, it's funny, I was looking on ESPN.com, and, you know, they've got their uh, their April grades out right now where they grade every team in Major League Baseball, of course, from A to F- minus or whatever. And uh, the two top teams, they there's no A-pluses, but there are two A's, and they go to the New York team. So New York hmm. New Yorkers are feeling really good right now with the Yankees and the Mets, and they've got the Mets playoff odds at 86.5%. Um, you know, and we've talked about this before, where the Mets always seem to do well right out of the gates, then injuries happen, and then all kinds of other stuff happens and everything. The Mets seem to just fall apart after about may um we still haven't gotten to that point yet but i don't know something about this season seems maybe a little bit different um their rotation right now is second best era in april behind only the la dodgers francisco lindor that's nice to see his resurgence um i think he hit four home runs and drove in about 14 uh runs in april that's much better than last year when he first joined the mets when he was supposed to be you know the guy there and just he struggled a lot last season so it's nice to see that the addition of max scherzer the guy's four and oh this year yeah um so the mets the mets are looking good but i'm always cautiously optimistic when it comes to the mets because i've seen this movie before 
Um, so as of right now, everything's, everything's looking good with the Mets. And I did want to ask you, too, didn't, didn't you pick the Mets? Um, didn't you I had them in a, uh, the wins pool in April. Yeah. Okay. How'd that, how'd that work out for you? Well, uh, <laughs> Mets were great. Angels and Rockies were big surprises, but I took the White Sox with my first round pick weave and they lost at one point, like 11 games in a row. Uh, and the other team I had was the worst team in baseball, the Reds. So I ended up losing by a couple games. Uh, but the Mets uh, did all they could for me, so I got to give them credit. <laughs> and you mentioned Max Scherzer. I can't remember who said this the other day, but somebody told me, you know, that guy's going to pitch till he's like 55 and probably still be good when he's 55. Yeah, there are some guys that are just like that. I mean, you remember Nolan Ryan? He pitched late into his years. And some of your Braves guys with yeah. uh, Smoltz and Maddox uh, and Glavin, if, if I remember correctly, those three guys lasted a long time. Well, Glavin had some pretty good years wearing the, the black Mets jersey in the, uh, what, late 90s, early, mid-2000s. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there are a lot of guys that have, have really done some great things that have pitched well into, you know, late into their career. So I could see that being the case for Max Scherzer. And, hey, I'll, I'll take that 4-0 start uh, anytime. I mean, he's got 42 strikeouts now, so he's, he's still getting it done on the mound. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see. We're just, I, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed, and I hate to even mention the word, but I, I kind of did earlier with the injury <laughs> situation because that's always been a situation for the Mets. Always. It's been like their Achilles heel. So hopefully if the Mets can stay um, relatively healthy, which they've not been able to do the last few years, they can make a run. And I like that 86.5 point or 86.5% uh, chance of making the playoffs this season. Billy, we were joining us. We've uh, what is the ratio of skill to luck in in NASCAR? And, and I mean, there's a lot of equipment and and driver skill. So you know, it's it's like any sport. There's a little luck involved. But I'm watching yesterday in Dover, and Kyle Busch. They keep having restarts. He's jumping out in front of everybody. It looks like he's going to win that race, and then he goes to a a uh, pit under green and the worst possible luck ever there hadn't been a caution in a while there's a caution right when he goes so then he's stuck all the way at the back chase elliott ends up winning the race but i mean that's just that, that's a brutal luck deal right when uh, a guy is uh cruising and there hadn't been a uh, caution and laps and laps and laps and uh finally he decides to pit and boom there's the caution and that's it for him didn't have enough time to catch up yeah, there's an old saying that, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good. And in most cases, that's usually true. But in NASCAR, you got to be lucky and you got to be good. And it depends not only just the situation, but the tracks. Obviously, at places like Talladega and Daytona, you get unlucky and get caught up in somebody else's mess and you're done for the day. I mean, you've seen that happen time and time again. And in situations with pitting, um, you know, if, especially if you're pitting during a green, uh, green flag cycle, you go down pit road on a green flag, caution comes out and guess what you get 
you know, you get shafted. I mean, it's just that's just the way of NASCAR, and you you hate to see those situations. But that's just the way it is. Now, Kyle Busch, you got to remember, a couple races ago, went from third to the win off the last lap. <laughs> yep. The two guys in front of him got uh, got tangled up. And, so it all evens out in the long run. You think? And, right. That's what I was. That's what I was getting to. Everything seems to always even out in the long run. And uh, you know, Kyle Busch has had his uh, his fair share of of lucky situations. And uh, he's going to have more of those, and he's going to have more disappointments as well, and some bad luck too. So it just happens, you know. Even with fuel mileage races, that happens too. Guys run out of gas or miscalculate uh, on a fuel run. So that's just kind of the the lay of the land with NASCAR. And uh, I'll say this too: we couldn't uh, listen to it yesterday because it was uh, during our show and uh, while we were preparing for the show. So I had it on mute, but I was watching it. Uh, I was a couple races ago when mike joy uh was leading the call as always and clint boyer and dell jr were uh his broadcast partners on, on that particular race and that was about the most i enjoyed a broadcast mike joy is awesome i think clint boyer is really good weave he's been a great addition to the booth he's fun to listen to and uh and dale jr is about as excited as he gets in the booth sounds like he's in a car the entire time so really uh really enjoyed those guys and i know boyer is uh is a regular now i really enjoy him and it was good to hear dale jr join the the fox guys for a race yeah, and it's going to be interesting. This uh, it's funny that you bring that up because this uh, this coming weekend at Darlington, you know, every every year at Darlington now they've they've kind of gone to a tradition of throwback. Darlington, oh yeah, have the throwback paint schemes. Uh, you've seen where the announcers will dress in seventies outfits or eighties gear or whatever, and the whole theme around the entire weekend is throwback. And you know, this weekend is going to be really fun at Darlington because Bill Elliott, Richard Petty, and Bobby Labonte are going to be joining the broadcast for Fox. Uh, on Sunday, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I, I, I don't know how good they are in the broadcast booth. Um, they could be outstanding, or they could be boring as all get out. We don't know. Um, the The cool thing is, is that one of those guys is going to join the broad. They're not all all three going to do it at the same time. Each one of those uh, Hall of Famers will join the broadcast for each stage, and Bill Elliott's going to have the final stage. So, with that being said. I'm going to make a bold prediction that Chase Elliott will win a second consecutive race, <laughs> and he'll win it at Darlington as Bill Elliott is calling the final lap. Oh, my goodness. Sort of reminiscent of um, when uh, uh, Dale Jarrett won the, uh, uh, won the, the Daytona 500. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Michael Waltrip. When Michael Waltrip won the Daytona 500, and Daryl, oh yeah, it and let's go, Mikey. Or <laughs> yeah, and you remember that was the last lap at Daytona when Dale Senior died and hit the wall, hmm. and it was elation to kind of heartbreak oh, yeah. in in one moment for uh, for Daryl Waltrip. So hopefully that won't be the situation this uh, this weekend at Darlington. But I'm predicting that Bill Elliott will be calling Chase Elliott to victory at Darlington. I just can't wait for the NASCAR fan. And and are people like Redbeard who hate Chase Elliott and the conspiracy theorist out there to say how rigged it is? Bill Elliott calling a Chase Elliott win—that's going to be fantastic. 
Yeah, well, Chase Elliott's going to have some competition, though, because Denny Hamlin's done very well there. He won the uh, the last race there in the fall last year, and he's won three races there, two of the last four races. So uh, he's Denny Hamlin's going to have something to say about that. Uh, but it's going to be a good race. It always is. Darlington is – there's a reason they call it too tough to tame. Um, you got to – you're not driving – uh, against the other drivers, you're always driving against the track, and that's the tough thing about Darlington. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a good Mother's Day weekend down in uh, down in South Carolina. Weeb, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Billy Weaver joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a time out. Come back, talk some Pitt Community College baseball as they get set for postseason play coming up a couple of days from now. Shea Ward joins us in the Pirate Radio studios. And yes, the name Shea comes from Shea Stadium. He's wearing a Mets hat. And the Mets are beating the Braves right now 4-1 to on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by Dub Up. Dub Up. We'll have some other scores for you. And talk some baseball with Shea Ward when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live as the Braves cannot turn the 463. It is a fielder's choice. Mets leading the Braves 4-1 to in the fourth inning. Let's talk to Met fan and Pitt Community College baseball player Shay Ward, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studio. Shay, how you doing, man? Doing great. How are you doing? Welcome back. Doing good. And uh, Shay, as a Mets fan, do you look at the start of the season and say, man, we're looking good. We got some here. Or do you go back to your previous Mets fandom and say, this is going to screw up somehow? Like, can you enjoy this right now? Right now, I can, but I know that the Mets will be the Mets at some point, and uh, probably somehow lose the lead and not even be in the playoffs. Like <laughs> hey, great start though, and as I was saying to Met fan Billy Weaver, uh, love Buck Showalter. You a Buck fan? I am huge Buck fan. Love that he's a player coach. He's not just there because he has to be. He kind of wants to be there and help all the uh, all the guys that are there right now. And has a history of building up teams, and uh, is trying to build up these new york mets all right shay let's talk about what you're doing on the diamond and been another great year for tommy easton's Pitt community college bulldogs as you get ready for the conference tournament how did the 2022 regular season go for you guys this year went great i don't know what the final ranking was but last week we were 11th in the nation and uh dropped two so i'm sure we'll be about 15 but ended well 33 and 9 33 and 9 pretty solid and shay you do a, a little bit of everything what's your primary position primary position's third base and then uh, also pitch a little as well. Yeah, I've seen you on the mound. How'd you do on the uh, mound this year? Uh, pretty good. It was a little up and down. This is my first year actually pitching since about junior year of high school. So four-year gap. I'm not not too glad about how I did, but I'm 
That's fine. For your first time in a while, uh, did pretty good. And they, you said they might be calling your number at some point this weekend because you've got the conference tournament. It's double elimination, so you're going to be playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, right? That is correct. All nine innings. So, where are you? uh, Where are you guys going to be this weekend? Moorhead City at the Marlin Stadium. And this will be the uh, Region Ten tournament, Region X tournament. Correct. What seed are you guys? We are the two seed in the East Division. All right. And when do you play Game One? Game one will be Thursday at 10 a.m. against Cleveland. You like the early start there? I do and I don't. I do just because we don't have any time to lay around and be lazy so we can go ahead and get it out of the way and hopefully get a win and have the rest of the day to enjoy that. So only one game a day? Yes. Until, I guess, maybe do you play any doubleheaders if you get to the end of it? I'm sure if we lose one, which we're not really thinking about right no. now. So, But uh, if we lose one, we might have to play a doubleheader along the road. How about just one game a day for four days? And that sounds good to call me. Call it a tournament. Like so uh, if you guys are able to get out of this tournament and win it, what's next on the agenda? We will have a home series against whoever wins Region 8, which is two teams from Florida, a team from Alabama, and another team from I don't even know where. Whoever wins that will come to Pitt Community College if we were obvious to win it. And uh, – that's a three-game series. Whoever wins that goes to Oklahoma for the World Series. So best of three series, that would be next weekend? Yes. Okay. I believe so. And then on to Oklahoma. Have you – I'm trying to get my years right. Have you been out to the World Series, the Junior College World Series? I have not. We were one win away last year. Yeah, okay. So hopefully we can get over that hump this year and make it there. Yeah. Uh, who are uh, the standouts for you guys along with yourself on uh, PCC this year? Who, who had big years? Big year for us is Cannon Piquel, pitcher. He's from Central Florida Community College, went to Carolina the year before that. He's been a huge starter for us. I think he's like 11-0 and 0 with a sub-1.5 ERA, bunch of punch-outs, about 15K per nine. Um, local guys, Robbie O'Neill, who just committed to Old Dominion University today, actually. Awesome. Houston Kuhn batted 497, wanted that 500. He uh, committed to Coastal Carolina earlier in the year. Another local guy, Riker Galaska, has been swinging it well. Our lineup's been doing really well this year. Hopefully, we can carry that into the tournament. And, Shay, what is uh, next for you as far as your baseball career? Is that to be determined? To be determined. Hopefully, Division One baseball, but we'll see. We still got this tournament to go and then some summer ball to be played. And you reeled off those names and those schools there. I mean, you guys, and everybody knows this, but for folks that don't know, that is some high level baseball that you're playing at Pitt Community College. It is, it is. We uh, we love it out here, and um, all the guys have really bought in. Even the role player guys, they know what their role is, and they really just want to finally get over that hump. Especially since a lot of the guys returned from last year. Since we got the COVID year back, we're trying to make it to Oklahoma. That's our main goal. I uh, still look at Tommy Easton as a relatively young guy, but he's been at it a long time now. So, what's it like uh, playing under Coach Easton, the former Pirate? very old school he's not into any of the new stuff backspin line drives hard hit balls running 100 percent all the time you ground out you better be running you're probably coming out of the game um and also he's just a hard-nosed guy really love it you like it you you need that kind of coaching you take that kind of coaching well i say i love it now but sometimes when he's in my <laughs> face chewing at me i'm like oh man gotta get this over with take the good with the bad right right uh shay ward joining us so who is uh you guys finished second in the east who are the top teams other than Pitt that you'll be seeing coming up in moorhead city in the east division number one seed is brunswick who took two from us the first series and then we swept them the second and then the one seed in the west division is catawba valley who 
I honestly don't know much about this year, but they had a 41 and 7 season last year and they were mm. really great. So some great teams going to be there playing. We'll try to get your dad uh with an iPad or something streaming this stuff, right. but uh as far as we know uh yeah, hopefully if we do know about some streaming options, we'll let you know so you can check out Pitt Community College beginning Thursday at 10. So then I guess it, it depends on if you win or lose what time you play. Friday, if you win, do you know what time you would play on Friday? If we win, we would play at 4 p.m. If we lose, I have no idea. Yeah, we're not worried about that option right now. Right. Uh, Shay Ward joining us. So, Shay, what, uh, how about you and, and your year this year? Uh, what are you happy with as far as in the field and at the plate? It was a little bit up and down. I started out as a pitcher and right-handed hitter only for the first time since I was probably nine years old. Coach was just like, he thinks I'd be better right-handed and then give us some innings on the mound. Right-handed didn't go as planned, so I uh, went back to switch it. And ever since then, I've, this last month, yesterday was the month mark, I've had 10 bombs since then. I've got 24 RBIs in 19 games or something like that. Did the math yesterday, batting 360. So after that i feel like it started to click well i started seeing pitches how i used to see him and it just felt way more comfortable at the plate when did you become a switch hitter when i was six years old we were all playing so bad in a all-star tournament that our coach was like all right everyone switch <laughs> and i just stuck with it and ever since that day i've been a switch hitter it's a hell of a story there uh so yeah just started going from the other side and it worked for you shay ward joining us in the pirate radio studios uh shay so uh you got a game coming up on thursday and uh, you going to be able to enjoy the beach, or is it going to be all baseball for you guys? Most likely all baseball, but hopefully we can get some wins under our belt and uh, solidify that spot in the um, tournament, and then maybe we can have a little bit of fun at the beach before we leave. And the plan is Oklahoma. Where is that in Oklahoma? Do you know? Honestly, I have no idea. I uh, know Pitt has been out there in recent years, and uh, for you guys, has any? I guess nobody on your team has been out there nobody on my team has been there i think the last time they went was 2017 okay so uh trying to get there this year and uh hopefully you guys can do it and maybe some more uh home baseball coming up uh, for one more time next week hope so hope so that'd be awesome all right shay uh well your mets are beating my braves right now you feeling uh what's uh led to this start to the season max scherzer obviously what else uh have the mets been doing honestly everything they've been doing everything well besides the bullpen you know how that went last night trevor may came in decided to give up a little three spot but came out today and said he wasn't fully healthy so hopefully he can get back fully healthy and uh be good for them and i remember as a kid i want to say kent merker was part of it the braves threw a combined no hitter i thought it was pretty cool the mets had one of those what last week right they did they did and i was fully expecting every pitch i was like oh here it goes because the phillies got a really dangerous lineup or very potentially dangerous lineup they got some boppers in there that can hit it well so to see the bullpen and the starters get after them it honestly looked really well and i'm trying to remember who told me i think it was a mets fan who said when diaz went in he was either gonna get the no hitter or they were gonna lose the game like no yeah. in between no in between he probably would have <laughs> given up a 450 foot moonshot and pointed at it like he always does <laughs> shay ward joining us in the pirate radio studio shay thanks for hanging out good luck man we'll uh Keep up with what you're doing, and how about y'all go win it this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Try to. Let's plan on that. All right. uh, Thank you, Shay. Shay Ward joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll take a timeout, come back, and wrap up our number two of Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go. We'll be back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 55,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Thanks to Shay Ward from Pitch Community College Baseball for joining us right when he walked out of the studio. Matt Olson dropped a three-run tank. And it is now Mets 5, Braves 4, as they play in the fifth inning, game one of a doubleheader, a doublehander, as Chan Man would say, here on this Tuesday. All right, so uh, we got our questions of the week. We'll throw these out to Bryce Williams when he joins us. Uh, CJ yesterday put it out to the Twitter audience. So the Twitter uh, audience gave us these questions. And now CJ threw it back at him and said, answer some of these questions. I answered them on Instagram. On the Grammy Gram? I did. All right. If you got any good ones on the Gram, uh, good answers, you can let me know. Uh, I'm looking uh, via... I mean, I answered the Olympic sport one. What would it be? Curling. Uh, all right. Oh, I want to talk about the Olympic sport one. Uh-oh. Well, get on mic. Come in here. Get on the microphone. Or go in there. Come in here. Go in there. We need a wireless mic for CJ so he can walk around and talk. Uh, That's too much work to set that up. (laughs) Alive or dead, past or present, your ultimate concert, who would you choose to go see? Uh, CJ says Nirvana. Brad says Garth Brooks, who was playing Calling Baton Rouge in Baton Rouge over the weekend. Great concert. I've seen Garth Brooks in concert, and he puts on a great show he's notorious for being a showman right yeah and he's notorious well at the time he had just gone back on the road was getting ready to release a new album and he made it very clear he was like i'll play a couple of the new songs he said but it's all the old stuff play the hits baby because you know he said he's a concert goer himself and (coughs) that's what he wants to hear so he expects his fans to do the same chandler uh i think this is you it says it's Davis, but I'm pretty sure that's you, right? My name's not Davis. Okay, Davis says Kenny Chesney. Uh, Misty says Prince. And Timothy says, I don't know what this is. Do you know what this is? Montana of 300? I don't. Okay, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm not going to act like I do. Happy birthday, Tim, though. Happy birthday, Tim. Happy birthday, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, let's see. My name's not Tim. If you could pick one dipping sauce to use for the rest of your life what would it be cj went with the chick-fil-a sauce chandler disguised as davis because that's you that's your name my name's not davis davis says honey mustard uh ashley had a good one a1 i like a1 on a steak obviously but it's good on a burger i'll even do it with pork chops oh i've never tried that you know if you have fries with your steak and sometimes that a1 sauce gets on the fries it's not too bad that's, had, that's not a bad one i like the bold and spicy i, I do too i do too i had steak and uh taters the other night and i put my taters in it yeah it's good stuff uh misty says polynesian from chick-fil-a probably my as fast foods go definitely number one is on the sauce but 
I don't know if I could eat it on everything. I would struggle. I know you eat a lot of it when you do order it. Oh, dude. Yeah, give me like four sauces. <laughs> the one time I went to the went to go pick up lunch and I said, hey, Clip, I'm buying lunch today. What do you want? <laughs> 18 packs of Polynesian sauce, please. I want please. Polynesian sauce and just something give to a, be a vehicle to give get a, it in my mouth. Give me a bucket of it. Give me a bucket of Polynesian sauce. Tim says barbecue sauce. Brad says sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Mm. The best uh, that kind stuff of barbecue is, sauce. Yeah, that is some good sauce mm-hmm. right there. I'm a fan of that as well. Uh, let me run down one more, and then we'll get to you, CJ. Because I saw this guy. He he had a specific party in mind. If you could go back or forward in a time machine, where specifically would you go? Brad says Greenville, North Carolina, the landing pool summer of 2010. <laughs> He must have had a summer day. of 2010. Got my first real six string. Uh, Misty's going back to the college days. Tim's going back in the past to spend time with his grandfather. Sentimental Aww. stuff. And Chandler, aka Davis. My name's not Davis. Says somewhere in the future to see the scores of a full college football fo- uh, slate to hit the biggest parlay ever. Now that's a genius one. You read that one yesterday, didn't you? Genius. That you should have thought of that. Genius. I want to show you this one. I put on the Instagram. I put a couple different ones on the Instagram story than I did on Twitter. Uh I asked is a hot dog a sandwich and there are four no's and two yeses. So the no's to a hot dog is a hot dog a sandwich one out on this one. Um because a hot dog is not a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. And it's just a hot dog. Agnos and Mayhew saying it is. A hot and dog is both, just its own thing. Both saying because there's two buns. That is not true. You get a hot dog and a bun. You don't say, hey, can I get hot dog buns with that? You say, can I get a hot dog bun? <laughs> I'll take a hot dog and, with two buns. And if you're, you know, if you grew up broke like I did, you got one piece of bread and you stuck a hot dog in the middle of That's it. That's right. And make a bun out of it. So it's technically not so two, even, two pieces of bread. And I've done that as well. Even when you do that, it's, it's still just one. just one piece of bread right, right. Right. wrapped around. Case closed. I would think so, but some people would still like to argue. Now, I asked over here if you could be in Everywhere. Uh, want. Where were you? Where were you at? Where did you ask? You asked over here? Where's that? My name's not Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I asked if you could participate in one Olympic sport, what would it be? And I was disappointed at the lack of answers for handball. Does am I the only one that thoroughly enjoys handball every four years? Uh, I I do watch that. Help too. me out. What is handball? It's uh kind of like soccer, but it's literally just with your hand. You just throw it around as a team, and there's a little kind of like soccer. Soccer, but you, you it's use illegal it. to use. Your I hand. Don't look at me. I didn't say that. It's like the <laughs> it's the illegal version of soccer. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's kind of like soccer. Like you, you use almost the same type of rules, but you use your hands instead of your feet. Yeah, you just throw it into a goal. Do you dribble? No, 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 no dribbling. It does not touch the floor. Mm-hmm. Can you run with the ball? Yes. There's a certain amount of steps you can take. I think it's like three steps. Yeah. But it's like the NBA; they never call traveling. Like, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I watch it every four years. I don't know all the rules. All right. But I feel like I'd be great at it. Give me a couple years to get ready. Oh, he got a Troy D over here. You feel like you'd be great. I at it. I think this whole. I think this <laughs> whole office would be great at it. Okay. Everybody in here, we trained for it for four years. Or when's the next one? Twenty twenty four? Next two years? Yeah. Yeah. So Oh, count me out. Uh Robert's got some good math. <laughs> Robert <laughs> <laughs> This guy. Robert's got some good answers. Uh to the band question. He says Rush. Because he never got he never got to see Neil. And it's not Pert. 
it's how do you say the drummer's last name of rush is this like pert it's not pert i don't think it's pert oh, the, know, the it's correct pert. pronunciation pert pert it's i don't think it's not pert uh but he never got to see him before his death he also said fencing would be a sport that Ooh. seems boring i i feel like you have to be a little realistic with your answer fencing and, seems really hard well yeah but you don't it's less taxing than like running jumping yeah yeah i guess that's fair too i don't think fatties and you're not going to get hurt technically because there's a little ball at the end of the fence of the uh, sword as a fatty i don't think fencing would be my sport it's like a lot more to hit you know what i'm saying probably need to be thin to play participate um last one i put on there i kind of made up my own question i said what is at the top of your sports bucket list uh somebody one person said fenway park that was me (laughs) ah so it is (laughs) you haven't been to fenway park before i would no and the the top the top of my sports bucket list is to to be able to sing sweet caroline at fenway park okay is darts an olympic sport no but it should be Hmm. have you ever watched like the darts television broadcast with oh when you get like the two like either the irish or the british guys and they just go completely bonkers it's great i think we had i think we did something on this show not too far back like what sport would you add to the olympics and i think i said cornhole like that would definitely be mine if that was a thing international uh let's see former team gb director of elite sport sir clive woodward sir Sir clive woodward ronnie's uncle has backed darts claim to, to Olympic status, but it is not even on the list of sports recognized by the IOC yet. Shame. I think if I added a sport to the Olympics, I would add tag. Have y'all ever seen tag on those ESPN Ultimate. channels? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They That's ins- cool. They're insane. Yeah. It's like freeze tag? You yeah. remember that? No. Well. Yeah, no. And it, it, they, and anyway. they, they compete. They're physical, and they compete. Tough guys. And there's Violet! And they're, they're a good bunch. They're a really good bunch. They do curling in the winter. Why don't they do like shuffleboard in the summer? Not like the table shuffleboard, but, but the, the long, that, the long one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. I mean that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think that'd be electric. I think that would be. I think something we could do. Speaking of electric, I think line dancing should be. <laughs> <an Olympic> sport. <laughs> I think they're adding break dancing in the next Olympics, oh, which dear. would be super cool. It's not a sport. No, that's not a sport. You guys that's know how just to line a, dance? That's just a skill. A I got a mean Cupid shuffle, Chandler. Do you okay. know how to walk? If so, you can line dance. You just like step from side to side. But can you do it good? No. Okay. Like now the, the boot scooting. No. <laughs> uh, is it going to be like the floor exercise or whatever, where you you come up with your synchronized swimming, where you come up with your own team song and display? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. I'm on board. By the uh, way, they have lawn dancing lessons at the Buck. The Buck. Oh, so we're going as a group. Uh, anything else, Siege? Nope, I'm good. This has been Under Siege with CJ Schaefer. Content junkie. Uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams will answer our dumb questions. We'll get a turkey update. We will talk NFL draft and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service the number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip. All right, welcome in. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday hot one in eastern North Carolina. And we'll talk to former Pirate tight end Bryce Williams, who joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios here on a Tuesday. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are y'all? We're fantastic. Well, I don't want to speak for everyone. Shirley, Chandler, how are y'all doing? I'm doing fabulous. Pretty Mm. good. Pretty good. Fabulous. Pretty good. CJ? Splendid. Splendid. So there you go. There's your answers, Bryce. We've got a good vibe here in the Pirate Radio. (laughs) We are vibing on this Tuesday. Uh, Bryce, let's... uh, talk about what a couple uh pirates are up to right now and and could be a little different jaquan mcmillan signs as a rookie free agent with the denver broncos denver had wanted his services they brought him out for one of those interviews we were talking about last week now they didn't draft him but he gets scooped up immediately and let's talk money jaquan mcmillan gets a $15,000 signing bonus, $60,000 salary guaranteed for a total of $75K. And according to Mike Kliss, who uh, covers the Broncos, the second best payout so far amongst the Broncos' undrafted class. So this is uh, that's a pretty good number for Jaquan not being drafted, right? It sounds yeah. like they like him. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, is that, I feel like I don't have any snare in my headphones catch that there oh there we go ellerby uh sits there i think he likes to turn it down a little bit oh i got you i hate how you're looking down on me too hey i'll pump her down i gotta boost myself all right there we go oh now we're good <laughs> we're good we're good uh, okay <laughs> um yeah i mean if even if you don't get drafted you know it is a good thing to have um you know he must have been high on the broncos list and like i said it kind of, like I said, a list. If he doesn't take, they just mark off and move down the list. And I think, as far as like the lower you get in priority for these teams, you know, the least amount your signing bonus and stuff will be. And uh, for him to get that, you know, I think it's a good sign that they how much interest they had in him. You know, I think you remember him telling me that he went on the top thirty visit, which is a big deal. Um, you know, for any guy, you know, going into the draft. So, you know, excited for him and. Um, you know, hope the best. I told him, look, be confident and just make the most of your opportunities because they're uh, what finite. Is uh, that right? Is it finite? Yes. Which yeah. I guess the opposite of that would be infinite. infinite. Yes, yep. correct. So, what is he? What's next for him? What are they doing right now? So, when the rookie I mini guess camp? it's the yes, yeah, the rookie mini camp, which is uh, you know, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a little stressful. You know, it's I think. A week or so, um, you know, of just learning the plays. And it's like, say, let's say it's strictly rookies. They'll bring in, like, some guys. It'll be kind of like a trial. Like, you'll 
you know, for him, he's probably got a good – obviously, he make it to OTAs and things like that, but there'll be just a group of rookies. I guess they're giving a shot, and um, some will they'll sign on and some will release and things like that. But, yeah, he'll go rookie mini camp for a few days. You know, that's like, say, crunch time, like learn your – you know, learn your plays and everything like that. And, um, you know, then obviously it moves on OTAs fairly quickly. So uh, I know what he's going through. So it's, um, you know, it, it's exciting. It's a great opportunity. Like um, like I said, the biggest thing is just, you know, you got to be confident, know your stuff. Um, are you, how much you know, on the field work are you doing in these? Um, it's a lot of walkthroughs. They do want to do. They will do like practices and seven on seven stuff, sort of with some basic plays. Uh, in front is the whole days. coaching staff there. Yes, yeah, okay. all, all the coaching staff will be there. Um, See, so yeah, it's just a, like I said, just a little camp. I mean, everything's the same. They'll still do. You know, they'll do have work. You know, workouts um, allocated in the schedule and things like that. Studying, um, film. Um, it is. This is a cram session. Yeah. So you go there, you said for what, a week or so? I think it's like a, a week, four days, it's something like that. Um, and and then, then what? You leave and, then, and they'll say, we'll call, don't call us, we'll call you? Uh, they'll let the guys know before like um, they leave and stuff. Like Jaquan, he'll probably should stay there until OTAs, um, you know, until OTAs come up, which uh, is, I think, follow, follow, I think they follow fairly quickly after that. I mean, it's May, so I think it follows fairly quickly. Bryce, you never ask a man about his money, but uh, how much money did you get <laughs> from the National Football League? As a signee, like just as a free agent? Yeah. It's not like just that one-time signing bonus? Shoot, not or just period. Like, how much did you get when you um, came home? Well, I mean, obviously my signing bonus as a free agent was not much because yeah. I was in the whole debacle, um, you know, thinking I was going to the Panthers. And I had, I think it was Green Bay call me throughout the draft and said, look, be prepared, you know, after the, if we don't, you know, draft you, like, we're going to be calling you. And sure enough, they called me right away. Saints called me right away. Steelers called me. And here I'm sitting, oh, thing. you know, I'm th- sitting there thinking I got options because I'm thinking the Panthers are about to sign me. And, of course, brainwashed by that, thinking hometown kid, oh, let's go to the Panthers. That'd be great. Yeah. Because they were going to call me right after the draft. So, unfortunately, I just chipped away at, you know, I probably would have, no, man, I had a good little signing bonus if I would went straight to the Green Bay. I mean, it was as soon as the draft was over. Boom, boom, boom. My phone was ringing off the hook. And I'm like, well, thank you, but I'm waiting to see my options, which is, a, mm. you know, hindsight 2020. You know, yeah. I had no idea. You know, hindsight 2020, it was boom. You know, I could have ended up in, you know, I think it was either Green Bay or New Orleans right offhand. And, um, Playing with some pretty good QBs. That- yeah, it, uh, it, I tell you, it is what it is. And uh, did you have an agent, or was you were you I handling did. all this? No, I mean I had an agent, and I guess he was. Uh, I think he was sorting something out with like the Patriots or the Panthers trying to figure that out. But it would have been nice to have some heads up, like, hey, like as soon as someone calls, this is what happens. Because I mean, I guess as soon as I didn't answer the phone, they got they're trying to fill those spots. Oh yeah, they go to the so, next. So um, and I had no idea that's how it goes. So there's a little grudge there, kind of not being informed enough. Um, and then of course I would kind of beat myself up, saying, "Well, what if I would have said yes in the very beginning?" Um, you know, for, you know, as soon as the draft got over. So you know, there's a little bump. You know, it's just some aggravating things to deal with. You know, during the whole draft thing. Um, but I ended up going with the Patriots, and it was a whopping $2,500. I'm like, a whopping. It's like, well, okay. And then, you know, I went to the Patriots in the training camp and then got signed to the practice squad at L.A. And, 
my agent did help me out a lot there. I think the minimum was um, like six thousand a week, and he was able to negotiate eleven thousand for me. Um, so that was, I mean, it, that did yeah. know, come out pretty good. You know, as um, that you could say you got paid by a couple NFL teams. Yeah, I mean, I got paid here and there. So, uh, so how long were you on the practice squad? I was at the Rams the whole year. Okay, um, you know, and then get released, and then signed by Seattle after the draft because McVay's crew came in oh, I guess yeah. as soon as the draft was over it was like the next day um, they called me in they brought in some tight ends and it's just I mean they want their guys and things like that and then so I go to Seattle and then was there for a few weeks and then get released there and then I think you know, spent summer working out and that's when I twisted my ankle and the Patriot, Patriots had called me back but I had a bum ankle and then the Steelers called me for a workout, and I still did the uh, like the workout with them and did well. But they could see that my ankle was bu- bugging me, so I went with the other guy. And uh, so I was like, okay. Well, then as soon as I landed back home in Charlotte, that's when the Panthers, yeah, Panthers called me, went through there and free agency was out that fall. Went to a second, co- I went to a combine deal in Tampa. And performed really well there. Um, you know, got some feedback from like the Jets, and then that's when the Cardinals flew me out for a workout, and me and another tight end, and then they ended up picking me, and they're there, and then yada yada yada. It's a whirlwind, man. It, oh yeah, I mean here's you know, and we always talk about domino effects, like with East Carolina. At one example is you know if Ben Kurt doesn't get hurt. Does Ruff get fired, and then does Mo, like the whole thing? So, oh, yeah. what if Jeff Fisher doesn't get fired from LA? I tell you, I, I mean, I think if Jeff Fisher didn't get fired from LA, I mean, I think it would have been a good thing for me, um, for sure. I mean, I had a connection with them, and to be there all um, year. To, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, because they they go through practice squad guys like nothing. I mean, it's boom, one guy will be there for a week, boom, he's gone. I mean, I saw who knows how many different guys, you know, come in on the practice squad. Unfortunately, you know, I got to hang around the whole thing and they already had four let's see harky they already had four tight ends on the roster so they're pretty much covered pretty good yeah um and you know for me to make it all year i was like okay and then jeff fisher gets fired and it's like well well which i didn't think much of it now but when you look at it you're like man that i mean it's the business of you know who likes you if they're your guy and things like that and you know, I guess I was the lower man on the totem pole when it comes to the position guys because I was the only undrafted tight end on the team. And, um, so, yeah, I got plucked. <laughs> and also, Fisher not only got fired, but he was out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if he went to another – because I think about Terrence Copper, who, you know, was a good player, but mm-hmm. he made those connections to where when – and now I can't – oh, Todd Haley. When he got a head coaching job, Haley had coached Copper at a previous stop – and he said, I want you to come in and be our special teams captain guy because yeah. you're my guy. Right. Like you form oh, those yeah. relationships. It is. And that's how guys get recycled a lot because yeah. coaches feel comfortable bringing in oh, their same Oh, most guys. definitely. I, when I went to the Cardinals, you know, um, whoever the, t- the head coach was at the Cardinals made it one year. Um, well, I remember Wizard he, Hunt, wasn't uh, I can't remember what his name was. But, he, you know, he, he was at the Panthers. You know, and oh, who's the? It was the defensive guy. You talking yeah. about the year that? It was one year. It was two twenty eighteen. Yeah. 
Who was it? The Panthers D coordinator went to the Cardinals, got fired. Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, yeah. Um, I mean, he brought a, I think he brought a handful of Panthers guys um, there. And, you know, I mean, I did remember saying, saying hey to him, um, you know, during the workout. But it is, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, it's, you're my guy, who they like and, you know, who they have a relationship with. And, and what a mess that was, by the way, Bryce. You probably didn't even know it at the time. But so they had, Rosen, yep, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. So yeah. he was the quarterback. He was what the tenth pick? Had the just got pick. drafted. Yeah. Just brought in a head coach, mm-hmm. and after sixteen games, they fire the coach. They get rid of Rosen. They bring in Kingsbury, and they draft Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. that was a almost a wasted year of football in Arizona. I oh, guess. Yeah. I guess they did that to bring in all these new guys, but it doesn't sound like that was a very good spot. Good. Good place to be at that time. Yeah, and then as far as like Arizona, there wasn't. I felt pretty good about my chances. The only vet guy that was really there was Grisham, and uh, oh, yeah. you know he but he was hurt all. I tell you, they hold on. I mean, I guess when you got money invested in these guys, but yeah, uh, which he was a cool, he was an awesome dude by the way. But he had just Jermaine he had, Grisham, Jermaine, yeah, yeah, Grisham, and. Um, I mean, he was hurt all OTAs, all training camp with an Achilles. Didn't do anything, and they kept him on the roster. And uh, I'm just like, what in the world? You know, thinking, okay, I got a pretty good shot. And they knew they had Ricky Seals, Jones, uh, yeah. and a buddy of mine, um, Gabe. Um, he played at Purdue, but you know, it was just him. So there was no like top dog. And I felt like I was doing pretty good, but I tell you, you just. They got favorites, and that's who it's yeah, going to be. I mean, that's how it goes. you're not perfect out there, but you're thinking, can't they see the bill? Ah, <laughs> yeah, clearly not. Yeah, uh, takes some uh, some luck, probably, and it's a lot of favoritism, and yeah, so it's all that. Most definitely. All right, uh, so good luck to Jaquan McMillan, yes, and DJ Ford, and uh, I don't know. Hope Tyler Sneed's good enough to certainly play some professional football. Hope yeah. he finds a landing spot as well mm-hmm. all right uh let's take a break we'll come back we got uh a lot of dumb questions i can't wait to ask you bryce yes and we got to go pirate radio outdoors oh yeah did bryce finally get that elusive uh. turkey we'll have the answer to that later on on pirate radio live also we'll make you a winner coming up at the end of next segment it's all ahead we're back with you hour three after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. One day we'll have to, uh, we'll do a whole segment on Bryce's time in California. <laughs> a country boy in, in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. 
uh we'll do that one day here on the show uh we will do pirate radio outdoors later also make you a winner coming up at the end of this segment quick look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by da buck the mets have a 5-4 lead over the braves in the seventh inning last night bryce the hurricanes began their playoff run they beat the bruins five to one so if you're looking to jump on the hurricanes bandwagon mm. feel free to do so okay Ryder giles said yesterday i feel like it's always hockey season and <laughs> it kind of is i think nascar yeah. nba goes forever nascar feels like it really never ends and that, it kind of does it it's what it ends in november cj and comes back early february nascar yeah it really Dang. is just about as close to year-round as it gets. Wow. Uh, NBA playoffs tonight. Bucks at Celtics. Bucks won uh, game one on the road. Uh, that's at 7 o'clock. And then the Warriors won game one on the road. They take on the Grizzlies tonight at 9.30. And uh, that's what's going on in the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by the Buck. The Buck. The Buck. What's the NBA schedule? I feel like they're always on TV. What is they, uh, the Is it June? Is the championship in June? They're not listening. I think it's in June and opening in late October, early November. So there's a July, August, September break. But, yeah, it's not a long break. Jeez. Yeah. That and baseball. And And you think about, like, LeBron and talk about how many years he's played. Add all of his years plus playing in four rounds of the playoffs for two months. God. I wonder how many extra years LeBron has played just due to the postseason. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's get to some dumb questions. We've been doing this, enjoying this Mondays with our our baseball players, and uh, the folks on Twitter did a good job with these. So uh, these are a lot of these are from folks on online. Bryce, first one. It's a dumb question because I think it's an easy answer, but. We've had some different opinions on this. Uh, Redbeard asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> dang. Uh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going... I'm going... No. That is correct. Uh, no. Yeah. I thought because I thought of a sub, and that's kind of the same shape as a hot dog bun, but it's just horizontal buns rather than vertical buns you know what i'm saying yeah but there's no plural in buns it's a bun that's true give me a hot dog bun that's true yeah and it's a sandwich by the little scene <laughs> that's right <laughs> so I, I, it's not a sandwich that's true not, not a sandwich. sandwich all right bryce this is a good one as an animal guy like yourself you're an animal lover when it comes to dogs you also hunt uh animals as well if you could be an animal what mm-hmm. animal would you be and why Mm. This is from Rick. I think offhand, just straight up, probably a bald eagle. Okay. Because obviously I think it's so awesome. Like to be able to fly would be awesome. Um, And they're protected so no one can kill you. And nothing else is really going to eat you. That's a good point. You are. Yeah. What hunts eagles? (laughs) I don't think anything. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, if it's down on the, down on the, on the ground and a but honestly a coyote no coyote's not gonna go after an eagle i'm going bald eagle all right bald eagle good call uh ashley asked if you could pick one movie to watch for the rest of your life what would it be mm. Mm. i went non-comedy here but we had a lot of comedy answers which made me 
change my answer because i gotta watch it if i could only watch one i'm i don't want to be depressed yeah no no way so maybe something fun i don't know funny that's a hard one i thought i don't really watch did that kid just get hit in the head <laughs> there's a net there oh but he thought he was that went right to him but <laughs> yeah. uh um movies God, i'm not much of a i mean i, I enjoy watching movies but as far as like one offhand, oh god, that's um, mm. I really don't know. Nothing coming to you. No, I mean, what's the last movie you watched? Probably some Netflix movie with Anna. I don't really remember. I'd probably I enjoy uh, Dumb and Dumber just for like the good call. That's just because a... like the one liners and stuff. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny. Big gulps, huh? Yeah, uh, I do that with my buddy. When we're on the phone, <laughs> yeah, and it kind of goes lame. We go, big gulps, huh? Well, <laughs> big, see you later. Well, see you later. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the chart. This is uh, which animals could you beat in a fight? This was a poll, Bryce. Mm. And I'm gonna just go down the list. You tell me which of the following animals do you think you could beat in a fight if you were unarmed? So unarmed. Okay. We start with a rat. Yeah. House cat. Yep. Goose. Yep. Medium-sized dog. Mm-hmm. Eagle. <laughs> or back to the eagle. The eagle. I, I, I think so. That's yeah. something going to be... Uh, uh, it'd be hard, but yeah. All right. We're getting tougher. A large dog. Yeah. Yeah. Chimpanzee. Man, I don't know. I heard them things are crazy. About strong. 25% of Americans said they could beat up a chimpanzee. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. You know, honestly, I don't know because mm, I'm gonna go a yes on. Have a some chim- confidence in yourself. I'm gonna go a yes on a chimpanzee because um, obviously they don't really can't punt. You know, I think like they'd be kind of out of control. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go yes on a chimpanzee. Okay. How about a king cobra? Ooh, unarmed. Because then I had to try and grab it, and then he'd probably come around. Right. So what but, do, do I mean, you I, stomp I'm thinking, it? Or? If you get around them, I'm going. I could get a king cobra. All right. How about a kangaroo? <laughs> I saw. I did see a video of a guy. Um, you know, the kangaroo was trying to get his dog, and he hit it. I, I'm going. Oh, wow. I could probably. I'm going, I could probably get a kangaroo. All right, wow. Uh, you and about 15% of the people, the public, said can't, they could beat a kangaroo. How about a wolf? Yeah, because that's just like a dog. All right, easy enough. How about a crocodile? Ooh. Ah! We're getting down to about Dude. 10% of the public says they could beat a crocodile. <laughs> I just got to... Uh, am I in the water or am I off the water? When I pictured this question, I pictured there's no furniture or anything in this room. You're just in this room with the animal. Golly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going. And what would you do? Did you just you beat it or choke it? Or how do you yeah, choke it? How, <laughs> how do you kill them? Because you you hit it on top of the head, but then some guns got like some, you know, they're not the softest thing. Right. Um, do you, you can't. Su- do you suffocate them? But then you got to try. Mm, I think I'd be too freaked out. Break your neck or yeah, I mean, I'm thinking no. Okay. I, I don't think so. Uh, how about a gorilla? No. Yeah. Lion? No. Elephant? No. 
and the one that the people said they could beat the least with about i mean we're looking at three to five percent here a grizzly bear now Hmm. who's saying they could beat an elephant a lion (laughs) good question there's no way i no way and this uh i think cj may you said they were having this discussion in the clubhouse recently who would win in a fight between a gorilla and a grizzly bear wow i said gorilla i don't know maybe what what do you got um i'm thinking gorilla because they're more um you know i mean they i would say they can more um function better they got thumbs right i said you know? that yeah thumbs. because i mean they could like sit there and literally choke them right you know and, a, and a bear is just you know paws yeah so i'm going gorilla that would be i tell you would you pay to see that i'd pay to see that <laughs> all right uh let's move on from that great question here if you had to choose one dipping sauce to use on any food for the rest of your life what would it be you know, I mean, mm, that's from Mike. There, I tell you, one would definitely probably be ranch. See, but I, mm, there's a bunch out there. I really, I like. know, I'm a sauce guy, but like, I'm going ranch. Who said? I think it was CJ yesterday. Says Mayhew, ranch is good because you use it on your your chicken and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but. If you choose barbecue sauce or ketchup or mustard or something, oh yeah. What if you have a salad? Yep, yeah, I was gonna so, say salad too. So yeah, salad. Ranch goes on the salad. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely, definitely ranch. But you know, I just had um, you know, who's got really good honey mustard, McAllisters. Okay. And I got a McAllister sandwich and had leftover half and some of the honey mustard. I mean, I drowned that sandwich in uh, it was like this like turkey club thing, and I just drowned it. In it. We got uh. Got Bojangles a couple weeks ago, and that honey mustard's good. Lily wanted honey mustard; they were out of it, Ooh. and I didn't want my do you get daughter you to get... hate me for life. Yeah. So I went to Food Line, and I got Sweet Baby Ray's honey mustard. Is it good? And it's good. So, do you like real thick honey mustard? I'm not a big honey mustard guy to start with. I always go barbecue. Oh, your barbecue sauce. Good. But I, I did uh, have some of that honey mustard, and uh, it was pretty good. I guess. Uh, and that's pretty thick. I guess I would yeah. choose thick. A thicker, so yeah, because I mean, because you know, some of those like they're like Ken's Ranch is like thick, but mm-hmm. then you have like um, almost the more liquidy ranch. Yeah, uh, wing. Oh, Cools used yeah. to have the liquidiest ranch. Yes, yeah, I like the, I like liquidy ranch. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, man, I tell you what, I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, Bryce, what Olympic sport would you choose to participate in? Mm anything anything Man. that exists hmm. you so say I, you did some track in high school? i did track i mean i hmm. i mean those guys are obviously olympians right you'd have to um, train quite a bit i would have to train quite a bit i mean i i would i mean i think the hurdles would be fun the 110 hurdles would be uh would definitely be fun to get fun to do um art the archery i like shooting bows but oh yeah it's kind of like boring yeah i mean it's like eh so i'm going um i mean i'm going 110 hurdles is there one where they shoot a gun yeah but it's like these weird gun well oh they do have skeet shooting Mm. oh they have that in the olympics Mm -hmm. maybe you can do that i would do skeet shooting and 110 hurdles all right uh at the same time 
Yes. Ask them other guys <laughs> running if they can do that. That's right. <laughs> uh, question of the week from Seabrab. How many third graders could you take in a fight at the same time? <laughs> I like the way Chandler worded it. So let's say you're doing a foot running a football camp. Crap hits the fan. And for some reason, all <laughs> these third graders want to beat you up. How many could you beat up at once? Um, I bet mm, I, I could take a lot of them. <laughs> um, I mean, I, you got I, a big wingspan. I too. bet I could take. You're on. at the altar at your wedding, and a bunch of third graders just come charging at you. I mean, I could easily do like ten. Oh, easy! Almost oh, definitely. Easy. Just mow them down. Now you sound yeah. like CJ Mayhew. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just picking them up, chunking them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I pick one up because they weigh about what they weigh about sixty pounds, seventy pounds in third grade. I mean, I yeah, ten. I mm, easily ten. All right, so we're going ten plus. We'll say a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could choose to see any mu- musician or band, alive or dead, perform, who would you choose to God, see? That's hard. Yeah. The hard thing is, you, there's so many options. Yeah. I mean, there's. Mm, I mean, cause I, I mean, I the, I'll enjoy a bunch of music, like just different genres from anywhere. But man, that's tough. Do I go? Do I go prime country? Probably. Um, man. I guess there's no right or wrong answer. No, I, I, I really like. I'm trying to dig down deep. Um, yeah, I'm just like off a, off right offhand, just because he does have some good songs. Man, there's a lot of them. You know, I think the most recent. I'll go. My, I'm just gonna go off the most recent. So I right. to dig too deep and think too hard would be Larry Fleet has a really good album, and. Uh, Almost like all that, all those songs on that one album, um, are great. Okay. So I, I mean, right offhand, I'll go Larry Fleet. Larry Fleet. Mm-hmm. Got to be honest, I don't know who that is. Larry Fleet. There he is. Got a nice beard on him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. All right, I'll check him out. Uh, Bryce, do you believe in ghosts? You know, I'm going. No. Okay. So I'm going, I don't think so, man. Yeah. You figured you'd see one by now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, or that's kind of how I feel about. Well, I think there is some form of alien life out there. Yeah. But as far as the aliens, where that we think that we see on movies, I feel like if they were there and close to us, we would have seen them by now. Like, I, and that was the next question: Do aliens exist? My answer is yes, but not in the way we think about aliens. You know uh, what I'm saying? It's I, honestly, I kind of scare myself when I think that far out um, to think about there being <laughs> something else out there. I mean, it's almost to me unfathomable to like think outside the Milky Way. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, well, the, I mean, like that, then you say what? there's thousands. Exactly, like then <laughs> it is. It, it blows um, your mind. You know, like what's out? I mean. You got the Milky Way, and there's oh, there's thousands more galaxies, and you're just like, wait, wait, yeah. wait slow down. I'm just gonna keep my mind in Pitt County, <laughs> and uh, you know, or Atlantic Beach. I hear you, yeah. It's just like, man, I, I don't even want to think that much. Ghosts, I've never had an experience with it. 
I mean, I've never, I've never, really never had any like, whoa, what was that? Why is that moving? Nothing yeah. like that. Okay. Um, Anna swears she's got some kind of possession. Something's like, she doesn't do anything creepy, but like she's just always psyched herself out. And because uh, one time Mary or Anna would say yes, there's ghosts. Because when she was little, like you know, the little twirly things in like that over baby's cribs and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, Anna was fast asleep, and Mary heard something or something, and that thing was, like, spinning, I think, at a decent little pace. I'm pretty sure. Something sketchy enough to be like, whoa. But for me, I just, I guess I just got a good, strong soul. They just can't penetrate me or something. All right. You know? Interesting. Interesting answers from an interesting person, yeah. Bryce Williams. Thank you for participating. Hey, I love that. Put you through the ringer That's today. Good stuff. All right, Shirley Rhodes, open up the booty bag here on a Tuesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Shirley Rhodes, what are we giving away today? Uh, how about I throw out a the certificate for lunch for two at tiebreakers? Throw it on out the there. The break eye. The break eye. Uh, what number call are we looking for? 11. E 317-1250. When we return, did Bryce get his turkey? We'll find out after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Bobby Swords of Winterville. Picked up uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Never know where the conversations will take us during the break. Right now (laughs) we're looking up Aaron Judge's height. We're also talking about the haunted house stuff. Yeah. And Bryce, even when I watch a scary movie to this day and I feel a jump scare coming, I'll like look at my phone and start looking at something else while just listening to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, Anna covers her eyes. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna you miss still it. hear it. <laughs> uh those jump scares, they get you. All right. Speaking of jump scares, how many turkeys did you scare this week? And did you get one? Let's go pirate Man. radio outdoors. You've been looking all season frustrated did you finally get the bird man so the last time i did i finally got one got the bird last time i killed a bird um you know because right in the middle of spring so you got football and all that you know just everything and then obviously trying to find places to hunt and then all that was 2000 and 
It was 11 years ago. You know, since I killed a turkey. It's been that long? It's been that long. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because there for the longest time during football, I wouldn't go. I didn't get to go. You know, spring ball and just all that. Yeah. Um, and then trying to find connections to go. And, you oh, know, it's, yeah. a, it's a very short season. It's a month long. So um, so you missed the window for many oh, years. Oh, yeah. So many years missed the window. And well, how long have you been active trying to get one, though? What's your streak um, at? Honestly, active, like real active. A few years? Maybe, yeah, just a few years. Maybe okay. like three years. You know, some it's like, oh, you can't get close enough or not able to go. or Yeah, I mean, no, but like the past, this past season, yeah, I've been hard at it. I mean, I've been... Season's 30 days. I bet I've been... I mean, I bet I've been probably at least 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, finally got them. So we were... Uh, I mean, I've been surrounded by turkeys all year. And, I mean, gobbling, seeing them, through, you know, just seeing them, but they're out of range and um, just all that. So we were sitting there. It was me, Jay, and my buddy Parker. And... Uh, we sat there and they, when they get hen, when they got hens with them, you know, they end up, you know, obviously they go mute. They don't care about anything else because they've got the lady with them. Yeah. And, uh, well, they, they got, um, got caught up with some hens early and it was about seven, maybe seven fifteen. They got, they hushed up. Seven o'clock, they hushed up. Cause, I mean, they fly out of the tree at like six, six fifteen, um, out of the roost. Well, we sat there about 30, 45 minutes, and we're like, well, nothing's going on. I look over. Jay was asleep. Parker was standing up. So I get up. At first, I was just going to be like, hey, let's, you know, just fool with Jay and sort of walk off and just, <laughs> when he wakes up, he doesn't know where we're at. But then we we're like, well, let's, uh, let's walk around and see where these turkeys are going. Sure enough, we walk around. He calls a few times. One fires off. Well, dang. And uh, it was a good little poke. I mean, it was probably about a 30-yard shot. Um, and, you know, up in the woods and stuff. But I bet from the time he gobbled the first time to um, he was dead, it was like five minutes. I mean, it was like, bam, happened that quick. Because I mean, when they're finally alone and searching and you can get you sparked your interest with a call, I mean, they're coming, I mean, they come looking. He was probably 100, 150, 175 yards away, and he closed the distance Man. and uh, was looking. And um, sure enough, thank goodness, I was able to cut him down. And he had a 11 and three quarter inch beard, so long beard. You count right to the last little strand, and it was right at 11 and three quarters. Um, my spurs were about a one was like an inch and three quarters, the other was like an inch and a half. So I mean, a really you know great bird. I mean, swamp bird who probably has never been hunted, just sat there and was probably one of the studs in the swamp so uh super excited finally got one a bit of sort of chill a little bit they went this morning i'd like to go tomorrow morning but i ain't got things to do so because i'd like to be there with jake you know jay kills one um but yeah finally got one like you got your one the, the season's over this weekend so yeah it was crunch time it is so um yeah this weekend's obviously i'm not able to do that because uh Obviously, you know, I got, what, four days? How many days? So you're getting hitched. I'm getting hitched Saturday. 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 Congratulations, Bryce Williams. Thank you. Saturday. Man, I don't know. lock the knees, dude. Don't lock I the know. knees. Yikes. 
Hopefully, uh, yeah, I won't lock the knees. You gonna cry? Probably. Yeah, you gotta cry. Now there's Probably. gonna be a bunch. Look, there's gonna be a bunch of pictures taken, so be prepared for that. Oh, I know. And speaking of pictures, I have a question about the turkeys. What is the purpose of taking a picture of the claws of the beard? Is it just to kind of show yeah. off the size? Or yeah, yeah. So obviously turkeys are. Because I have so many friends that have killed turkeys, and it seems like every single one, like one oh, of the yeah. pictures, is going to be a picture of the. Yeah, it's uh like the so the spurs. You know, in the back hooks, yeah. what they call them, you know, the back spurs. That, I mean, the size of those and the length of the beard, that's all kind of judging, you know, the maturity of the turkey, you know, the size. It's almost like killing like a eight-pointer versus like a small six-pointer. Just how they're scored, I guess you could say, and things like that. So, um, you know, big spurs and long beard, that's that's what you're after. But it's funny with, with turkeys... You know, with a deer, like you see, you see his horns. Like you know, oh, that's an eight pointer. That's a ten pointer. That's a small buck. That's a big buck. You know, with turkeys, you don't really get that judge. You know, that judgment until you kill them. one. So there's a little, you know, it's a little exciting to when you shoot one. Like, all right, let's see what we got. Yeah. And uh, I mean, most of the time you can see the beard, but you don't really have a good indication of all right, this is a this is this long versus that. You know, you can't tell the difference between a nine inch beard and an eleven inch beard. Really when you shoot them and they're off but you can obviously see it because little jake will have this little stub it's kind of funny looking um but uh yeah so it's exciting when you you know kill a turkey check out and see what the beard and spurs link works there you go ask and answer Mm -hmm. bryce williams pirate radio outdoors gonna be indoor well it's your wedding indoors or outdoors it's the outdoor cross the fingers it doesn't rain yeah forecast is let's get some no rain let's get some nice weather and have a good old time. Next time we see Bryce, he will be a married man. I know. Off the market. Hitched. Off the market. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> I'm off the market. <laughs> I'm on Marketplace, and I can't find Bryce Williams. Where's he at? He's off the market. He's off. off. He's That man's soul. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I don't even know. Are you going to be here playing the beer next week, or y'all? Yeah, uh, we'll probably be at the beach like Monday and come back Tuesday. So, yeah, well, yeah, I'll be here Tuesday. I'll be here. All right. I, I want to ask because I'm going to say you're not even going to feel that different. Probably not. Because you've been with uh, Anna, Anna for so long. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's really going to change other than. Yeah, just. You said I do? I do. Yeah. You locked Are it you going to carry her into the, uh, into the, the threshold? House? No. <laughs> you got two feet. Yeah. Use them. <laughs> hey, Christ, don't talk to this lady like that. That's why you ain't got a woman. Uh, you be talking. You Get in that kitchen. That was unnecessary. A, make me a sandwich. That was unnecessary. Well, you make, said it. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich. And then she brings you a hot dog and you get even more upset. Uh, and, then, and then it's a divorce. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shirley, I think we missed a break today, but that's on me. Me and Bryce oh, got yeah. rolling. So, I didn't uh, even see that. Yeah, we'll just take it to the end of the show. All right, Bryce. Uh, well, have fun, man. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moments. Really, uh, just get through the wedding and have a great uh, reception. Yes. That's the key exactly. right Exactly. I'm ready for that. It'll just be, I'm excited. Good old time. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We'll see y'all Wednesday at 3 o'clock. We'll talk to Eric Ward. There are two conference tournaments going on at East Carolina this weekend. They, the Pirates are hosting the AAC Softball Championship 
and also the AAC Lacrosse Championship. So no baseball this weekend, but a lot of action to see for free on the campus of East Carolina. We'll talk about it all with Eric Ward from ECU Marketing on Wednesday. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us to talk Pirate football, Pirate baseball, and Pirate hoops. And we'll have a lot more on the way on Wednesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, and the man off the market, Bryce Williams. I am Clip Rock. We'll see you Wednesday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.